Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, to our American audiences out there, to our uh, boys and girls joining us from uh, North America. I guess Canada had their Thanksgiving, what is it, about a month ago, October, something like that. But uh, yeah, shout out to you guys. Hope you're going to be celebrating that with uh, lots of family members. Uh, you know, lots of uh, lots of turkey, all that good stuff uh, that you guys do. Uh, we're actually going to talk a bit about later here. Uh, little, one last ditch effort that they've been trying to squeeze in in certain states to try to try to take Thanksgiving from you with the COVID, uh, with the COVID psyop, the COVID convid bullshit, right? So we'll talk about that. Uh, there's uh, plenty of lockdown protests. There's some things happening in Canada and the U.S. We'll talk about that. We also have the issue with the uh, Pennsylvanian. Uh, kind of a, a hearing on uh, it's the Pennsylvania Senate, I think it was, that had a had a hearing um, uh, specifically on the election rigging and some of the evidence have been presented and stuff like that. We have some highlights from that that we'll go through. Uh, pretty important stuff, and that could you know that could potentially cause you know initiate a a, um, a process in the uh, in the well in the right direction from my point of view. Uh, but uh, you know at least one of the swing states. So we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. And then, of course, we have other uh, developments as well um, on not only lockdowns, but the vaccine. Uh, some insiders from uh, former uh, uh, people at Pfizer that have sp- uh, speaking out about the lockdown, that, the, that that's bad and stuff like that. So a lot of good stuff to get into here. And a little bit uh, later in the show, we're going to talk about how basically uh, Asians are the new whites now, which means, of course, they're the new group that you can't legally uh, discriminate against, which is uh, which is kind of... Uh, I don't wish it upon anybody, don't get me wrong, but it's kind of ironic that all of a sudden, you know, they just kind of include or exclude depending on certain things, right? Um, okay, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Uh, very good to have you here. Shout out to everyone joining us live on DLive, VK, Twitter, uh, over at uh, Gothic Boar on Twitter. Follow that account too, of course, for uh, four live streams from Red Ice. Uh, we also go out to brand new tube here today, Float. Shout out to the people joining us over on Float. Uh, pretty good service, actually. Not uh, not too shabby. New starter. Um, and, of course, through uh, Red Ice TV and RedIceMembers.com. And that does remind me. I should actually do this real quick here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let me do take care of one item, which I realized I forgot to do. Uh, but, yeah, so we have a new video. Let me paste that in real quick, and we'll do the same here. Uh, and we'll click save. All right, hopefully that's good. Yeah, so we had a, a new video here by Lana yesterday. Definitely check it out. I'm sure you saw it. If you didn't, uh, make sure that you uh, tune in. Some good stuff there for you. Uh, what to expect from, uh, or expect with, rather, uh, President Joe Biden. And, of course, it's some of the things. If he managed to gain control, and, of course, if he's not just blocked in Senate, it, it hinges a little bit on these two races in Georgia, too. We'll, we'll you know keep monitoring those and, and give you updates on that. Uh, there's been a lot of people in Georgia, in Atlanta, I believe it is, uh, kind of protesting the GOP for them not, you know, standing up for for Trump and things like that. So, so good, some good developments there. Uh, but yeah, definitely check out that video. That's up right now on RedEyesMembers.com and RedEyes.tv. Of course, you can watch it through our BitChute, uh, through Odyssey or Library. You can watch watch it on VK. We uploaded these to. Let me just remind myself here. What was the other services? Could be worth checking out actually. Um, well, I think we we upload to like eleven. 12 or 11 different uh, sources now. So let me see here. Yeah, so BitChute, obviously. Library, you can watch it on DLive 2 if you click into our videos. I think you have to be on a desktop, though. You can't do it on mobile for some reason. But uh, there's a little segment of D- on DLive that says My my Videos, I think it's called, or something, or videos. Um, so that's archived. That's permanently ar- archived. You can actually upload 
uh, quite a bit. I think the file limits is like four gigabytes, so that's pretty good. If you can compress it, you can still do longer shows and stuff like that. Maybe we'll do that uh, since it just lasts 25 days. But anyway, there you can watch it. Also, VK, as I said, Twitter uh, through Gothic Boar, uh, Odyssey, Rumble. That's right, two two new ones here. Rumble and Streamanity, which I guess uh, Streamanity is some kind of crypto thing. I think it's BSV, uh, Bitcoin. What does that stand for again? BSV, but I, I forget what that stands for. Uh, but so that's uh, pretty nice. Check out that streamanity. So those links are below under the main video. If you go to redice.tv, just click in on this video, what to expect with President Joe Biden. And you have them all linked up in the description text. Uh, also, of course, Minds we've uploaded to and uh, Gab we upload to, upload to sporadically as well. If it's a shorter video, uh, they still have pretty hard compression on, on their videos, uh, but it does work. So yeah, you can catch, catch our later stuff in a ton of different uh, places. Um, all right, let me see here. Yeah, let, uh, let me review. What, what do we need to go over here before <laughs> before we dive into the topics? Uh, well, I guess we can do this real quick and then I'll get to some of the super chats here. Oops, let me pause that. Um, breaking Trump pardons former National Security Advisor Mike Flynn. General Mike Flynn uh, has been pardoned by Trump, which of course is uh, completely understandable, completely justified. Uh, in a way, surprised that it hadn't happened sooner. Definitely a witch hunt when it comes to Michael General uh, Michael Flynn, and what he was, uh, you know, run through. Some people were, of course, talking and saying, you know, now do Assange next. I'm not sure what the status is with Snowden and some of these people, but uh, definitely Assange. That would be pretty good. But uh, uh, yeah, a little bit earlier today on Twitter.com, uh, the Don said, "It's my great honor to announce that General Michael T. Flynn has been granted a full pardon." Congratulations to General Flynn and his wonderful family. I know you will have now, uh, you will now have, rather, a truly fantastic Thanksgiving. What a gift to that family, eh? Uh, he was, of course, very unjustly uh, squeezed in this situation, right? But I don't know if there was any de more details. Um, let me see here. Let me say, see here. Yeah, so it was a... Uh, Says here, uh, bringing uh, so with this pardoning that brought to an end a tumultuous four-year criminal case that fell felled the three-star general before prosecutors reversed course and declared they had improperly pursued his case. How about that? Flynn, a retired army lieutenant general, had pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about talking with the Russian diplomat during the 2016 Trump administration trans transition period, and it's one of these things that do. Sometimes I manage to get a plea deal. Uh, it's the same thing with um, oh Marie, Marina, the other the lady, the girl. I had a video on that. Forget her name now. Uh, but they kind of they do they cut deals to like be let loose. Otherwise, like we'll keep you in prison for the rest of your life. Just admit that you did this one thing, and it's like well either you either they didn't do that or in Flynn's case it was basically like normal procedure they were they had communications with one guy and I, th I think it was basically down to the fact that he had forgotten that he had done it because they've been talking with so many people um in during the transition and it was just one outreach and it was like yeah yeah i don't i can't hardly even remember that right uh but if they want to get these guys on like uh the logan act you should be able to uh, go pretty far uh indicting uh, even just uh, joe biden and the clintons and stuff like that but that's they've dropped that obviously obviously uh still some good news uh, i guess uh, definitely for flynn so we'll follow up on that, see what the details are. But uh, yeah, Lord Aragon is here. There's a couple of ways you can join in, of course, today here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Entropy Stream is up and running. EntropyStream.live forward slash Red Ice TV. Uh, that's a good way. We also have, of course, DLive. 
uh, .tv forward slash red eyes TV. That's a great way as well. Uh, let me just pull up. What was it here? Sorry, guys. Realize I forgot a couple of windows here. Oh, it's not saved. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> oh, there it is. Okay, let me see if that works. Uh, there we go. Okay. Very good. So dlive.tv forward slash red eyes TV. Uh, of course, there from Diamonds and Up, we read uh, on air, but we're thankful to everything uh, for all the lemons and ice creams and, and stuff like that, of course, too. Just would you be too drawn out if we mentioned every single one? Uh, but yeah, entrypstream.live forward slash red eyes TV. Great way of joining in. And of course, uh, a little members plug here red eyes members.com. Great way of supporting us. Get your hands on a membership. Uh, it's not much money. It helps us out tremendously. We're kind of in between processors. We hope to have that up and running soon. Uh, we are continuing to be targeted. And of course, uh, because of the fact that we tell the truth and we uh, dare to go into certain areas, we are punished for that. And hence, we are very, uh, we're, we're put on uh, as, as high risks and things like that. And so it's very hard to get uh, payment uh, processors or, or credit card processors. And actually, the uh, actually it's the clearinghouses that's the, uh, that's the big issue. But we're working on a couple of things and hopefully we can have that up and running soon. But if that for some reason fails, or there are continued censorships. There are a number of other methods right now on the members' website. Uh, that includes Subscribestar. That's a great option. Subscribestar.com forward slash red ice. Go there, sign up for a you know a um, a monthly membership, and then you send us an email, redice at protonmail.com. We have the instructions right there on the members' website. And just let us know that you just signed up with Subscribestar. We go in and check there regularly as well, but it's good uh, because it just it's a one step quicker. You know, you send us an email, let, let us know you signed up with Subscribestar, and we'll hook that up right away for you. Otherwise, Entropy Stream, you can sign up through there. Uh, also, of course, through crypto, um, through eChecks, which is for the US and Canada audience. That's a great, like an ACH payment system, which is pretty good. Um, so it's kind of like paying a utility bill, uh, very secure. You connect, you know, your 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 account with ours, essentially. Uh, same way you would, would when you play and pay an electric. Not everyone sets that up, but it's very easy, just like you have a utility bill. So that's uh, up and running. So a number of other ways is there on the members' website. So it's not that we're... Uh, completely dried out on options. We do have some options still, also including the Cash App. I forgot to mention the Cash App. Uh, also a very good uh, uh, direct method. All right, let me do a couple of these here uh, on DLive. Thank you for everyone joining us again over there. Uh, Lord Aragon, he's always first out the gates. He sends uh, a diamond and says, Happy Thanksgiving. E e happy Thanksgiving indeed, sir. Thank you. Uh, great to have you here as always. Again, happy Thanksgiving to all our uh, Americans out there. Bearden78 with the diamond. Uh, Double Dog with a diamond says, not all Euro products are bad like the car toy you got. No, there was not a uh, uh, not a uh, uh, slam against, um, uh, against uh, non-members won't get this, but we talked about a specific car that we got. It was actually a Chinese uh, manufacturer, if that wasn't clear, Double Dog. We talked about this in the latest Weekend Warrior show uh, that's up on the members' website. We, we talked about it. <laughs> it was like, it was a Chinese company targeted towards Europeans, and then they had like mosques and stuff like that in the, you know, you have one of those little maps that you kind of roll up and you can drive your cars there, you know, for, for, for our kids. And it was a mosque on there. It was like all this bizarre stuff on it. But yeah, anyway, thank you, Double Dog. Appreciate that. Um, Double Dog also donates a Ninjagini. Thank you. He said there's a good German sports, sports bra brand, sports bar brand. Uh, wait a minute. Let me, there's, a, there's a good German sports bra brand. Dashu, stop him from flopping. <laughs> okay, I just got it. Thank you, Double Dog. Appreciate that. Ninja Ninja Warrior, uh, also known as Mr. Noseberg with a Ninja Gini. Thank you, sir. He says, happy Wednesday all and have a happy Turkey Day too. 
Indeed. Thank you, Mr. Nilsberg. Appreciate the Ninja Gini. Very kind of you. Uh, Jay Wallace with a diamond says, Hail Odin. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Hail Odin, indeed. Thank you. C uh, celebrate, uh, celebrate all is lost. Uh, with a diamond, no message. Thank you. And Mary Arrigan with the diamond, RedEyesMembers.com. Thank you for the plug. Uh, definitely check out the members' website. Here's the latest Weekend Warrior. Uh, we do that every Sunday, by the way. Uh, exclusive for members. And we have other videos uh, and second hours of many of the interviews that we've done uh, over the years exclusively available for our members. John Saxa with a diamond says, Happy hump day. Let the co Corona cost talks begin. Uh, or, yeah, cor Corona cost, I think it is. Um so we have some uh, info on that coming up here in a little bit. But thank you, uh, John Sachs. I appreciate that. It was good to see you. Slow-mo, cool. The Diamond, thank you. Zircon T, Diamond as well. Conrad Curse, good, good to see you, Conrad. Hope you're doing well. Uh, he says, support Red Eyes, White Rabbit Radio, and No White Guilt. Thank you, sir. Uh, Ron, Ronulf White Wolf with a Diamond says, good morning. I'm waking up with Red Eyes. Awesome, sir. Good morning to you. Hope you're uh, enjoying your uh, coffee or whatever you have there. I needed another one before I went live today. It's, of course, not particularly late, but uh, this time of year when it gets darker sooner, it kind of feels... It's funny how that feels. You know, again, growing up in Sweden, uh, it gets dark around, you know, 2.30, 3 uh, in the afternoon, basically, where, where we lived. If you go further up north, you don't even get any sun uh, at all uh, from, like, you know, mid-November to January, February, or something like that. It depends on, again, how high up you are. Uh, but I'm kind of used to that, but it's funny how you can kind of check out. It's like just because it feels dark, then it's like around 3 p.m., 4 p.m. It's like, ah, let's not do anything. It's just a, it's already dark. It's funny how perception works. It's just, it's just a clock, right? I mean, it shouldn't be tied to it. Um, all right, Futhark with a diamond. Thank you. Non-fake news with a diamond. says, happy Thanksgiving to the Palmyrian family. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, sir. Um, William Shear with a diamond says, it's, uh, it's grand... Uh, I guess mo grand money, grand dollars, uh, to feel seen by my own kind. Hmm, am I f do I follow that? William shares this with the diamond. It's grand, and then there's a bunch of money symbols, to feel seen by my own kind. <clears throat> I guess to be seen or to be heard. I, uh, anyway, thank you. I <laughs> appreciate that. So, sorry, William, if I missed that uh, completely, but I appreciate the support. Uh, celebrate all is lost with a ninjagini. It says, happy Thanksgiving to your family. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Leto Bear with a diamond also says happy Thanksgiving brother uh, to posterity's sake thank you sir appreciate that uh, yes yeah, so we have some uh, we have some friends uh, coming over it's going to be a lot of fun we're actually going to still do Friday uh, we're actually not going to do Weekend Warrior because again we have we have uh, some some friends coming over uh, so it'll be a full house here but uh, no uh, we'll skip Weekend Warrior although we do have an exclusive members video by Lana, which I'll try to have up in, in a Weekend Warrior stead. But we'll do Flashback Friday on Friday as usual. Uh, but uh, they're showing up tomorrow, so Thursday will be kind of out of, out of commission. But I wanted to come, in here, come on here with you guys, of course, today uh, to do the No-Go Zone show here, obviously. All right, well, let's let's dive into it then. So with the some of the good news with uh, uh, General Flynn being pardoned out of the way... I wanted to look at this, and I actually haven't seen the trailer yet. I heard quite a bit about it, uh, and I saw a story from Daily Caller about it, and I thought we could take a look at it. Uh, they, they have here, video shows adults leading four-year-old toddler to stage, prompting child to announce new sexual identity as a girl. And I guess one of the comments he made in the, in the trailer is, I'm a little shy. All right, so should we uh, take a look? Here it is. Here's a trans hood from 2020. This is HBO, right? 
And so, <clears throat> get uh, get ready. Again, I haven't seen this. So this will be a first uh, first time live reaction here, but I'm sure it'll be uh, wonderful. Now, I heard that there's one. I believe there's if this is the right one, it has to be this one. One of the uh, moms, I guess it is in the in the in the in the documentary, ended up. I guess reverting back again and said, you know, she thought her boy was a girl and she pushed all this stuff on and then she went went on to reverse that or like regretting that she did that. And again, imagine if she had gone so far to advocate for chemical castration or, you know, re reassignment surgery or, or, or stuff like that. I mean, these people's lives are ruined forever. Won't be able to have kids. I mean, it's horrendous, right? But anyway, let's uh, let's take a look at this here. Okay, tell me about what you felt like when you first started doing the documentary? I started off not really knowing who I was, because, I mean, I was a kid, and I'm 12 now. Here we go! It started early, six, seven years old, and she would tell us, I'm a little girl. I just always knew, I just didn't know the word for it. Children before puberty do not have medical interventions. It is a social transition. We lost most of our friends and some of well, our some family. other some other states do that now, right? Talk to me. Dallas. My mother thinks I'm a child abuser. Jay was able to get his birth certificate changed to male. They changed it. Okay, stop shaking. Well, Look at that. The pa the paper confirms it. Isn't that funny how that works out, right? It's always now it's about the paperwork. Uh, you know, if you can just get the state to recognize it, that's when it's real. Like, if. You feel that you've been discriminated against prior, or, or like that they didn't recognize you. Why is it so important to then go and get recognized by the very institution that you at least previously thought was transphobic for not letting you put whatever you want on your birth certificate, right? For me to have my parents understand what I'm trying to get at, being a teenager is just hard enough on its own. Going through puberty oh, as someone that you're that. not is there we go. a little harder. How do you feel about it, Grandma? Fine. I've taken care of you since you were two months old. You're my grandchild, whether you're male or female. What's going on? Somebody has pictures of your book. Somebody knows. This is not a pleasant time to be out and visibly trans. Girl bike is a blame to be a girl. <laughs> you identified as girl boy. Nuh-uh. Me boy. We'll call you a girl later if you want. What I really hope is that people realize we're human. We're not like some exotic species. We have human emotions. That's what matters. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> good stuff. All right, so that seems very, <laughs> very good. Now, is that scene there? Let me see here. They had a story about this here. Um, a clip from the new HBO documentary showed adults accompanying a four-year-old biological boy to announce his preferred sexual identity as a girl. The clip showed a, girl, uh, a child being dressed in rainbow skirts being led to a stage at a ceremony celebrating LGBTQ persons. The child is handed a microphone as the child's mother announces... This is Phoenix. The child then turned to the mother and said, I'm a little shy. You're a little shy? Do you want to tell everybody if you're a boy or a girl? The mother asked. I just want to tell them that I'm a girl, the child responded, still looking at the mother. Okay, the mother said. You can tell them that. The child took a deep breath and appeared to be about to speak into the microphone, then turned to the mother and said, I don't want to do it. Okay, the mother answered. Phoenix would like you to know that she's a girl and she prefers she and her pronouns. <clears throat> the toddler is handed a flower and the group gathered for the ceremony uh, and said in unison, may you be well, safe and whole. We honor you exactly as you are. <laughs> it's like you do understand that everybody does that, even if you're 
like whatever you identify as like most at least most sane parents <clears throat> they uh they uh cherish and treasure their their child not not because they're trans but because <laughs> they are who they are <clears throat> that oh, I'm saying that they're trying to corner this that they're like more appreciative or understanding if they're trying to push something like this on a four-year-old right uh anyway yeah the clips taken from the hbo documentary transhood which follows the lives of four young people growing up transgender in kansas city do they no they, they don't have that okay the child identifies as phoenix in the clip was four-year-old when filming began uh, the publication reported noting that the child was the youngest of the four young people in the film when the child research reaches seven or age seven the child decides to once again identify as a boy, Indowire reported, noting that the mother does a complete 180, calling transgender identity a mental disorder. She goes on to say, I, I gla I'm glad I changed. I like this me a whole lot more, the mother said, of her change uh, of heart. According to the publication, Indowire noted that the mother is going through her own personal transformation following a divorce when she made this comment. It's not unusual that kids know that they are trans when they are young. Director <laughs> Director Leslie, or Sharon Leslie, told Time magazine. I gotta check that out. Uh, people ask me, how do you kids know when they are four years old? I quickly realize that is not the question. The question is, how do you not believe them? <laughs> it's like, while well, a four-year-old also plays with their fantasy uh, uh, friend, you know, whatever, named something, which is, which they think it's a ghost who's hiding in their closet or whatever, make up anything, right? They think a lot of things are real. Do these people not have kids? You really just need to love your kids. Well, I think most same parents do anyway. Let me see if IndieWire had the, uh, the uh, clip here. But yeah, so that was the trailer. Um, Transhood. Okay, they don't seem to have it. I gotta, I gotta dig that specific out. Then maybe I should, uh, maybe I should take uh, the full time and watch the whole thing. Uh, here's the Time Magazine piece here too. Is this the whole trailer? Let me see what they play here on uh, Time Magazine. Uh, follows four transgender kids over five crucial years. It's got to be the same. Yeah, it's the, it's the same one. Okay, all right. The, so no one had that uh, clip in uh, in question. Uh, okay, let me uh, go back here. Uh, let me say, spoke vicious with a diamond says, uh, fresh wild turkey this year, fantastic! C congratulations, did you uh, did you uh, do the harvesting yourself? How did that go? Uh, oh, my son bagged. He said right after. Look at that. If I just had continued two words, I would have found out. How about that? Read and you shall find out. My son bagged. Proud, fantastic, sir. That's awesome. Thank you, Spike. Appreciate that. Uh, that should be extra uh, extra fun this year for you guys. Down Kinger or Kingur. With a diamond says new COVID rules for Christmas in the UK and France. I have a story on the UK. Um, I believe they're more or less mimicked in France. I'll talk more about that in a moment. Uh, Spike Vicious again with the diamond says transparents should be jailed immediately. I mean, it's a, there, there is a serious case that needs to be made whether that is, uh, you know, child abuse. I mean, obviously it is, right? But I'm saying even from like just a, you'd think that this would be a normal you know these people who claim that they care about kids and stuff like that. How they can how they can push this on kids, uh, four year old, seven year old, eight year olds. I just remember that one case in I think it was out of Texas or something. Uh, the mother wanted to transition the boy, the father didn't, and it was a number of back and forth. And eventually, I think the court eventually sided. I think with the dad and the, for the boy to remain a boy. But I could be wrong about that. Uh, there's other other cases where the boys haven't been that lucky, right? 
Skaggs, Ninja Gini, thank you, Zero No Message, appreciate that. So I wanted to check out this too, right? I, I don't know if you guys saw this, it's kind of funny, right? But it, it just, it, it encapsulates, I guess at this point, everything that they've been trying to push with the, uh, with the COVID uh, bullshit, right? Cor the coronavirus, uh, which is, uh, have consumed uh, this world in so many different ways the last few years. Uh, here is um, an experience that kids have in Spain uh, when they go and uh, get tested. Check this out. There you go. They did it. We didn't, right? So it just got, 2020 has come full circle. <laughs> anyway, it's just complete clown world. And now they're lining up with themselves. A crew of clowns entertained kids at the, at, as they got tested for COVID at a drive through screening center outside the Alvaro Cunciero Hospital in the Spanish city of Vigo. All right. Good luck to them. Oh, and I always forgot too. Uh, I think it was Mark Collett on his Telegram that had this linked up, and I, I wanted to I wanted to show it. It's related to the previous topic. I, I, I went into the COVID issue too fast there, but this is uh, this is I guess what they this is uh, yeah. So so it says there in the middle for the. Let me see if I can explain it here for the podcast. Sorry, all birthing bodies are powerful and important, and so there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a mother there to the left. Uh, with a uh, you know, white mother uh, who has a, has a child in there and she has breasts and things like that. But then there's a, then there's a man on the right, uh, a black man, who also has a, 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 a I guess, a, a baby in his stomach. But I, obviously, if this is the case, then it would have been a woman. It is a woman, but it has done things to its bodies, which makes it look like a man, right? So he has, he, he she, it has a beard and what looks like uh, no penis, basically. So, but that, but that's you know, that's basically encapsulating where we are uh, right now with the trans issue. And of course, these also we talked about that during the weekend warrior show. But it's kind of funny. They've talked about you know the reality of COVID and science, and we have to be, you know believe in science. There's even actually out of Pennsylvania, of all places, we'll, we'll return to Pennsylvania later. Uh, there's a transitioned. Uh, male to female, which is heading up the health uh, department, I guess, in Pennsylvania. But it's funny how they're trying to, you know, people who don't submit to their terms of what they want to do with COVID, they're seen as, you know, science deniers and stuff like that. Uh, but then at the same time, they push stuff like that, like men can menstruate and men can have babies too. And how dare you? you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So they're they're on board with the science. Got to take the science seriously here, right? All right. So let me go over to the uh, vaccine issue here now, too, because this is a big uh, it's a big worry, and we've made this point before that they're going to try to push this uh, in the uh, private sector, not by government. If they do it by government, you will probably see what you saw in Denmark, where they had a law and then it was basically shot down. And it's not over again. They do, they just went over to the private sector and now they said, okay, well now we leave it up to individual companies. So they're basically they're just they're a private company, so they can do anything they want, right? 
which of course you realize doesn't hold up at the uh, <laughs> at the end of that. If there are only a handful of companies that do anything, whatever service it is, and then all of the companies all of a sudden decide to do the most crazy, outrageous shit, right? Such as demanding that you have 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 taken a specific shot before you go on their plane or something like that, or it could be any bizarre thing that they make up, right? Uh, you have to be you have to be put in a cage for 24 hours and tortured uh, before you can go on our flight. That's just a, you know that's what you when you buy tickets and you sign you know, sign on. That's what you agree to. So that's what you have to do, right? So then you realize well that wouldn't work. That would be crazy, right? So anyway, now the Qantas boss, this is out of a boss out of Australia here, has said that COVID-19 vaccination will uh, become compulsory for international flights, right? So this is how it begins. And then there's going to be in other sectors. It's going to be if you want to enter our store, you have to be pr show proof that you've been vaccinated for COVID-19. Uh, then it has, then it's if you want to go to the school, if you want to uh, use our products, if you want to go on this flight or take our bus, whatever it is, right? So government won't be the enforcer. They will just kind of give, I would assume, instructions to the private sector, which then goes on um, to us to to kind of take this stance that they're res we're being responsible or a responsible company and therefore you have to obey us and submit to certain things before you can use our product right or, or hire our services so Qantas boss Alan Joyce has warned future international travel will require compulsory vaccinations the Qantas CEO told a uh, a current affair host Tracy Grimshaw once a vaccination becomes available they will be changing terms and conditions for travel he said while they will have to see what they do for domestic travel, that will come eventually. They begin with international and then it goes further down the ranks, right? Uh, the vaccination will be required for international travel. Uh, for international travels, travels that will, uh, that we will, as for international travelers, that we will ask people to have a vaccination, incoherent, uh, before they get on the aircraft. Certainly a uh, for international visitors coming out and people leaving the country, we think that's necessary. So this has never been the case before, right? Where a company can demand that you do certain health checkups and or or uh, I, I just it's just very bizarre how they're how they're getting away with this, but they are, they are, and they're going to try to push this. It, there's no doubt about that whatsoever. Um, let me see here. Let me go back up. Uh, I see the Skags sent the Ninjagini. Thank you so much, sir. Um, Scarlet Scone with the diamond says, what could make the COVID hoax worse? Clowns. That's right. <clears throat> I, I assume they will be implemented uh, across across the bar here soon, uh, eventually enough. Pseudonym with the diamond says, gender bender. That's right. Uh, Draconian Gip of Death with a diamond says, it's cross-gender de dentistry. Uh, it's is cross, sorry, is cross-gender dentistry transcendental. Um, am I seeing that wrong? Den, dense, dentistry. <clears throat> Let me just pull that up. <laughs> I think if I think what you if I think what you're writing right. <laughs> Let me just see there. I'm gonna confirm. <clears throat> yeah, dentistry. Dentistry. Uh, <clears throat> it was it was so small on the screens I couldn't <laughs> quite make it out. Is cross gender de dentistry transcendental? Um, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't know. It's very confusing, all of it. Uh, I don't know what makes up the rules. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Draconian. 41 BMC with the diamonds of Promethean Hells. Red eyes, thank you. 
Uh, Promethean hails to you as well, sir. Thank you so much. <clears throat> okay. So I thought we could uh, start uh, look at a few minutes of this one. I'm not going to look at the whole thing uh, because it is longer, but I recommend that you check it out. I can share the link. It's actually up on BitChute. I am surprised it's still on Facebook, which this is linked to. I guess don't watch it there. Watch it on BitChute. I guess we can share this here. It's the same video. Just a little better quality here on the Facebook one. Uh, but so this is the former Pfizer vice president, Dr. Mike Yeadon, Yeadon uh, who is talking about uh, how lockdowns are basically uh, a mistake. It shouldn't be done. Uh, I have watched the first few minutes of, his, of, of this here today, and it's pretty good. We, we, there's other outtakes I want to do later, too. Uh, some good stuff, but it says here anyway. Uh, in this exclusive film, former Pfizer Vice President Michael Yeadon discusses his thoughts as to why the lockdowns was a mistake and why the government strategies to manage the pandemic are only making things worse. Let's just check this, uh, check a little bit of this out here. My original training was a first class honors degree in biochemistry and toxicology, followed by a research based PhD into respiratory pharmacology. And after that, I've worked my entire life uh, on the research side of the pharmaceutical industry, both big pharma and also biotech. My specific focus has been inflammation, immunology, allergy, uh, in the context of respiratory diseases, so the lung, but also the skin. So I would say I'm a kind of a deeply experienced inflammation, immunology, pulmonology kind of research person. I initially became concerned about the, our response to the coronavirus pandemic towards the middle or back end of April, as early as that. It had become clear that if you look at the number of daily deaths versus, versus the date, the pandemic had turned and really pleasingly already. The wave was fundamentally over and we would just watch it fall for a number of months, which is what it did. And so I became very perturbed about increasing restrictions on the behavior and movement of, of people in my country. And I could see no reason for it then, and I still don't. Uh-oh. Good. Government's response to emergencies is guided by you know, the scientific group who sit uh, together under the Strategic Advisory Group for Emergencies, or SAGE. So they should provide scientific yeah, advice. Yeah, we'll talk about SAGE about later, what's too. appropriate to do. SAGE has got several fundamental things wrong and that has led to advice that's inappropriate and uh, not only has had horrible economic effects but has had continuing medical effects in that people are no longer being treated properly. SAGE took the view that since SARS-CoV-2 was a quote new virus that they believed there wouldn't be any immunity at all in the population. So I think that's the first thing. I remember hearing that and, and I puzzled because I, I already knew, because I read the scientific literature, that SARS-CoV-2 is 80% similar to another virus you may have heard of called SARS that moved around the world a bit in 2003. And more than that, it's quite similar in pieces of it to common cold causing coronaviruses. So when I heard that there was that? this coronavirus moving across the world, I. I wasn't as worried as perhaps other people were because I figured that since uh, there are four common cold causing coronaviruses, I figured that quite a lot of the population would be exposed to one of those viruses and would probably have a perhaps substantial protective immunity. And just to explain why I was so confident, everybody knows the story of Edward Jenner and vaccination and the story of cowpox and smallpox and that the sort of old story was that milkmaids had very 
clear complexions they never suffered from things like smallpox that if it didn't kill you would leave your skin permanently scarred and the reason that they had the protection was that they were exposed to a more benign related virus called cowpox. Edward Jenner came up with the idea that if it's cowpox that saves the fair maid he reasoned that if he could give another person an exposure to the cowpox he would be able to protect them from smallpox. Now he did an experiment that you can't do now and he never should have done it but apocryphally or really or maybe real we're not sure Edward Jenner acquired some of the liquid from uh, a person infected with cowpox relatively mild pustules that then go away and he got some of this and he he scraped it into the skin of a small boy and a few weeks later he obtained some liquid from some poor person that was dying of smallpox and infected the boy and lo and behold the boy did not get ill and Is that, that, that that's that uh, white privilege we hear, <laughs> we hear so much about. It was so it was so easy for for being uh, white, you know, throughout history. You did bad things didn't happen to you. <laughs> Almost uh, basically killed this boy, right? So uh, science, the the, crazy, the craziest things uh, that these whites do, right? Uh, and and then they give these uh, things to the rest of the world. Gave birth to the whole field. <laughs> I mean, the, the the idea of the inoculation or letting your body, you know, produce immunity by exposing it to very small amounts. That idea is sound, and I'm completely, you know, more or less aboard on that. When it begins to, when you begin to mutate the viruses or genetic, you know, mutants of those, you know, it's, and with the uh, with the adjuvants, the uh, preservatives, that's when things really start going uh, wrong, right? And and that's when we enter into territory which we shouldn't do or should or, or should be. Experiments, mRNA vaccine—that's that's something completely different. Which all of the new ones now are: uh, Pfizer, Moderna, uh, AstraZeneca. What is was the other one? Um, I think there's one more that's uh, developing that too. I forget which which one it is, but yeah, that's the three main ones. There's one other big one. They're all mRNA vaccine, completely experimental. Uh, we don't even know the long-term effects of what they're doing right now. It, it actually alters your genetic code, right? Uh, it, uh, it it starts changing things with you. You basically become a GMO. You become a, uh, become a genetically modified organism at that point. Uh, so hell no. no, no way, right? Of what's called vaccination and vax, the vax, it's V-A-C. It comes from vacus, the Latin name for cow. So we did are you, really uh, Did familiar. you know that? Hmm? Vax comes from cow? How about that? That's, uh, that's new. With the principle of cross immunization, I've thought quite a lot about you know, the vulnerable people in, in care homes and there's an awareness that even though people are really careful and using PPE and, and so on, but that's only going to go so far in a, in a you know, kind of hothouse environment where people are pretty close together in a care home. So the question I've had all year is once one or two people you know, got the virus in a care home, why wouldn't almost everyone get infected? And of course, the, the truth is they didn't. And one interpretation of that distinction is that a large proportion of people in the care homes had prior immunity. At this time of year, about one in 30 people have a cold caused by one of these coronaviruses. And just like... And miraculously, they've stopped, uh, stopped, they're stopped tracking uh, influenza, or, or rather every influenza case uh, is now a COVID case. I mean, that's official. That's on the record, right? So COVID solved the influenza thing. You know, the science, scientists have been fighting for decades now how do we how do we cure the common cold these <laughs> classic things so covid did that accidentally 
Uh, it's it's a miracle. It's incredible. Anyway, a little bit more from this, and then we'll move on. But uh, it, this is definitely worth checking out in full. It's I, I'm surprised. It's almost um, four hundred thousand views on YouTube so far. The fact that this hasn't been that Yeden hasn't been yeeted is uh, pretty interesting. I'm sure they'll get around to the it. protection against smallpox provided by previous exposure to cowpox. So people exposed to having had a cold caused by one of these coronaviruses, they're now immune to SARS-CoV-2. So 30% of the population was protected before we start. SAGE said it was zero, and I don't understand how they could possibly have justified that. There's a second and equally fatal, unaccountable error that they have made in their model. The percentage of the population that SAGE asserts have been infected to date by the virus is about 7%. I know that that's what they believe, and you can see it in a document they published in September called Non-Pharmaceutical Interventions, and it says, uh, yeah, sadly, that. more than 90% of the population is still vulnerable. It's unbelievably wrong, and I'm just going to explain why. They've based their number on the percentage of people in the country who have antibodies in their blood, and only the people who became most ill needed to actually develop and release antibodies around their body. So it is certainly true that the people who have lots of antibody were, were infected. But a very large number of people had milder symptoms and even more people had none at all. And the best estimates that we can arrive at is that those people either made no antibodies or so low amounts that they will have faded from now. Recent publication on the percentage of care home residents who have antibodies to the virus very, very interesting. This time they were using high sensitivity tests for antibodies and they carefully picked out residents that never were PCR positive. These are people who never got infected and they found that 65% of them had antibodies to the virus and they never got infected. So I, I believe there was high prevalence of immunity in that population prior to the virus arriving. The big right. story in the media recently was that the percentage of people with antibodies against the virus in their blood was falling. Now, this was cast as a concern that immunity to SARS-CoV-2 doesn't last very long. Well, you know, anyone with knowledge of immunity would, would just simply reject that. It's not the way immunity to virus works. That would be T-cells. So if the antibodies are falling gradually over time, which they have from spring to present, only plausible explanation is that the prevalence of the virus in the population is falling and that's why the antibody production gradually subsides all right we're going to pause there but yeah let me share the bit bit shoot link with you guys too uh if you want to check that out the full thing i think it's pretty good um i was going to watch the rest later too i watched the first few minutes earlier today but yeah so that's a big story going around uh, with him, Dr. Mike Eden speaking out against us. And again, he comes from their their world, right? This is a former Pfizer uh, Pfizer vice president, right? Uh, speaking up against uh, lockdowns and stuff like that. Even um, uh, Mercola had a, uh, he linked up another interview that he did as well. That one is also longer, about 42 minutes. Uh, also a bit shoot. Uh, interesting how... The, the the fun stuff now is the good stuff the, the the things you don't get to hear anywhere else it's bit shoot now everything is a bit shoot it's amazing uh but yeah he said here he had a little kind of kind of short short list here of some of the main things that were covered in the interview uh it says there are currently no excess deaths 
while cases increase, which is interesting. Data show many deaths, primarily people aged 45 to 65, with equal distribution between the sexes, are mainly due to heart disease, stroke, and cancer, which suggests there are excess uh, deaths caused by lack of routine medical care due to the pandemic restrictions, right? Remember, they have all these things where they are, you know, locking down the hospitals. What is it? Uh, elective surgeries are, are out the window. They're, they're not helping other people for other things. Then these people go on to die because they're left untreated, and then they take those down as a COVID death. Uh, it, it's not actually directly related to it, but it's an indirect indirect relation, right? So that's another way they managed to pull this off with the increased uh, death rates and stuff like that. So that's why they've given up. You've mentioned this all the time, but that's why they've given up talking about how many deaths there are to talk about cases, which doesn't tell us anything. So again, this is the official CDC numbers. Keep this in mind when you um, when you talk to people out there and you know the, the fearful people that say you have to do something or submit to what they want you to do because of this coronavirus and shit like that, right? The uh, survival rates are extremely high, right? Extremely high. Uh, it's only when you get 70 plus years and above that they go up, uh, you know, or down rather a little bit uh, from 94.6 or so. Uh, but again, that's just because those people have been those people who would die from the coronavirus. I, I don't understand how the government can get away with this idea that basically the, the numbers are kind of has panned out the same that they have from influenza from prior years, right? But why is it that now when people die of the of the coronavirus, which is, of course, very flu-like, now all of a sudden you can, you know, hold politicians accountable for these deaths and stuff. And we hear, you know, Trump is being blamed in America for, you know, a quarter of a million people dead now and stuff like that. Why didn't they do anything about the influenza prior years? Because the same amount of people have been older people usually have been dying. There's other pregnant women can have complications. All kinds of people can have complications from influenza, right? But it's only now all of a sudden when the media started ramping this, I'm telling us that now, no, now this is important. Now the deaths from this is an issue, right? Prior influenza, ah, fuck that. Doesn't matter. That's fine. Let them die. It's okay. But now that when they've found a way of using it, using essentially just a new kind of mutation of the same virus, now you have to obey them. Now you have to be, you know, submit to all these things to save everybody and protect everybody. And yeah, otherwise you're selfish and all this shit, right? Um, hold hold these politicians accountable for all the prior influenza, influenza deaths then going back to countless years, right? When, when they found this up. But, they, but they're not going to do that because that would be ridiculous. Uh, anyway, the uh, continuation here on some of the uh, highlights from the interview here. The PCR test is not a valid diagnostic tool, we've talked about this many times too, and should not be done on the scale we're doing it. The high rate of false positives is only fodder for needless fear-mongering. Uh, also, virtually uh, no one who is asymptomatic has the live virus, but when you run the test at a cycle threshold over 30, this has to do with the amplification, right? The PCR test is reliant on you amplifying uh your signal essentially and looking for things, right? You run it in cycles. So you duplicate and duplicate and duplicate. When you go over 30 duplications or cycles, as they call it, you basically lose any kind of meaning, right? You can find anything. The PCR test inventor said this too. We played that clip in one of the Weekend Warrior shows. You basically, you can find anything in anybody. If there's ever been a trace of a molecule in you of something, you would get a positive reading and you, oh my God, you have this, but you would never 
experience any issues from it. You will never get sick. You will never even pass it on to anybody because your viral load is so insignificant. And so it doesn't measure that. That's why this bullshit about like, oh my God, the country's on fire. I hear, the, hear these things all the time. Cases, cases, cases. It's millions are having it. And it's like, yeah, that's because you're testing millions of people. And more people are paranoid, so they go to these testing centers, then they test, and whatever is not false positives, whatever actually is real positive tests, confirmation that you've at some point gotten in touch, you know, you know, in proximity to it, or, or, or got somehow that into your body, but never suffered from it. Those are are probably minuscule at this point, right? So it doesn't it doesn't inform us about the you know the 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 issue, right? I mean, it's like there's not it's not a it's not a pandemic. There's not millions of people dying in the streets and stuff. And, and obviously we would react bef even before that. But when this thing broke out, I was very cautious, very careful. And it's like, well, okay, we, we don't know what we're dealing with here. Can we trust what's coming out of China? What, is, are the videos real? What's going on? Better to be safe than sorry, right? But then slowly and gradually we realized all of this is just, you know, when you look at the numbers, you look at the breakdown, you look at how people out there are reacting, you look at the death rates, you look at, you know, you, you learn and you build your case and you realize this is just a big gay op. It's just a big media op, essentially. I mean, it's being done with other parties, too. Of course, the, the health sector, a lot of the, the, the Bill Gateses of this world and the Fauci's and stuff like that, many others. But it's it's like not even a an, an, an ounce of as bad as they tell us that it is, right? Are, are older people dying? Yeah, absolutely. And they have been every year. Uh from influenza and, and, and coronaviruses in the past. It's just now that we're supposed to react. Now, because now you need to submit. You need to do what we tell you. Don't celebrate Christmas. Don't have Thanksgiving. You know, it's classic, like, undermining, like, psyops type, type shit. We have some stuff on that later, too, by the way. Anyway, uh, last one here. According to Michael Yeadon, PhD, a former vice president and chief scientist advisor of the drug company Pfizer, very few people will need the COVID-19 vaccine as the mortality rate is so low and the illness is clearly not causing excess deaths. So that's some of the highlights. But that's another uh, video here on BitChute. I can share that with you guys too if you want to check out the whole thing. Uh, let me copy it from there. Check that out. Save it. Oops, sorry. Save that for later. Uh, let me see here. I want to copy just the ASX, not the other bullshit there. Let me see here. Uh, that should be the complete one right there. Let me put that in the restream chat as well. Check that out if you want to see more. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty pretty interesting stuff. So uh, in the UK, let's uh, switch over here. Opening one window at a time here because my computer was just lagging out completely earlier. Um, we can talk about this thing, how they deal with the protests. And, you know, we've talked about this before, that basically depending on what type of protest it is, you'll get different reactions from the media. The response is usually... If it's people we disagree with, it's bad, right? It's a bad protest. It's dangerous. They shouldn't be allowed to do this. Police brutality and police intervention is then justified. It's okay. It's just. If it's BLM, if it's Antifa, it's if it's anything that they like and agree with, then it's fine. And these people are very brave. They're stunning and brave. And they're going out defying even, even the chances of being killed by this virus to fight back against injustices and sh social justice and things like this, right? So anyway, over in the UK here, then Liverpool, uh, at least two arrested after anti-lockdown protesters chanting freedom clash with police as hundreds march against COVID restrictions through the streets of Bournemouth, Liverpool, Liverpool, 
um, Basildon and Hyde Park. We have a little bit of a video clip here too. This is this is this is not police brutality, and this is totally fine here. Take a look at this. So this is this is fine. This is okay. And now you'll have the uh, the leftists come out of out of the woodwork and say, "Well, why they shouldn't have been uh, they shouldn't have been resisting arrest?" Right? Look at some of these photos here too. Part of, oh, that's part of what we saw here. <coughs> Taking down the uh, the set here. Uh, yeah, so, you know, spray spray him in the face and hold him down. That's that's totally fine. There's some other videos here, too. Uh, this is completely okay. Uh, and, and then, of course, people can kind of turn it around and say, well, this is, well, you um, you think the BLM stuff, when they protest, it's okay. Clearly, this is two different universes here, right? Where BLM people and Antifa actually, like, they burn down. Uh, you know, entire blocks, they, they beat up people, they attack the cops, they go after the cops, they do a lot of dumb shit, and obviously they should, they, those riots need to be put down. Here's people are going out the streets and saying, freedom, F you, 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 you know, you can't keep us in our homes, you can't force us to do all these things. All of a sudden there's a massive police presence, the resources are there, you can do anything you want, right? Completely fine. Uh, so yeah, tons of people arrested, this is crazy, right? Tons of people arrested. Uh, let me see, here's some more video. Let's check this out here. Let me lower this a bit in case it's a bit loud here. Oh, sorry. So not that many people out. I mean, it's great to see it overall, but not... We'll see here what the crowd looks like. It just looks from the previous shot that wasn't, like, overflowing or anything, but still a good size. Still a good crowd. Yeah, so they're arresting... A number of people and again it doesn't look like they were the ones initiating anything they're just trying to make an example out of these people uh to scare uh, other people from doing uh from doing you know daring to go out in the streets basically right <laughs> yeah <laughs> then you get then you get that <laughs> now why why did they take the photo at that time right L look at this anti-lockdown protester gestures to police officers during the march through bournemouth uh, town center today. <laughs> it's just like, all right, well, whatever, dudes. I mean, that's just holy shit, Daily Mail. It's just hilarious, though. Uh, and and I mean, that is. The, we'll talk about that later too. Some protesters in Canada, they're they're white nationalists now. Like, it's amazing how they're connecting this shit, right? They're <laughs> they're Nazis, right? Um, the pandemic is over, Dr. Mike Eden. So, so people have listened to that interview. So I'm sure it should be. Uh, I'm sure it should be uh, removed soon here from Facebook as they're spreading false information 
<clears throat> so that's Facebook's fault now, right? All right. Uh, okay. I'll just some of these pictures. Yeah. Um, all right. Based stuff here. So people are out. That's good to see. Tons of photos. All right. Uh, so I wanted to switch. Actually, let me do a couple of these first, and then I want to talk about what happened in Toronto. Uh, what is it the Canadians say, say again? Toronto, right? Not Toronto. Toronto. To say it right. We're going to look at that in a moment here too. But uh, let me do a couple of these. Uh, Roar with the diamond says, Soon there will be uh, trans species and inter interspecies. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, if they're not developing that in the lab, I think there might be natural mutations going, <laughs> going in that direction. Uh, and that could be very interesting. Other people are arguing that there's mutations going on already. And that uh, those are uh, the, the, they're walking among us, but I, I get your point absolutely. I mean, they will go for uh, they'll just start merging shit and chimeras and all that stuff. Apparently, they do that in laboratories already. They're they're experimenting with that stuff. I, can we take some property from like a you know a a bear or like a fish? You know, the like they did that with the was it tomatoes? They they took genes from like cod, I think it was, because they. You know, can swim in like sub-zero waters and stuff without freezing. And so they took things from that and put it in the potato and tomato, I think it was, to make sure that you could grow it during uh, winter time. That it doesn't freeze. You know, they, they do shit like that all the time. And I'm sure there's a lot of experiments crossing over, uh, you know, human to animal things or even plants and stuff like that. Uh, I think we've seen nothing on that front yet. Or, uh, I think a lot more of that madness will start happening soon. Um, as they kind of get more handle on this with CRISPR and stuff like that. But yeah, anyway, Mr. Wright uh, gives uh, one, two, three, four diamonds. Thank you, Mr. Wright. And he follows that up, tops that off with a ninja guinea. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Always good to see you, Mr. Wright. The, uh, the end of man uh, with a ninja guinea. Thank you. No message. Appreciate that. 41 BMC with a diamond. Uh, no message there either. Wordsmith with a diamond says mRNA vaccines make GMO patients into big pharma IP. Yeah, um... Yeah, you're, um, what, what, what do you call it again? Um, like a, you're talking about the copyright thing, right? That you can actually, if you, if you alter the genetic code, um, if you alter the genetic code, you know, the, 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 so the big pharma companies and stuff like that have been struggling with that for a long time. Like how do, we, how do we license and patent something, right? Like so that you can't just grow potatoes out there because if you do that they have to have a license fee for that so you right now they can't copyright protect nature right whatever you believe in god the, the god's nature whatever you believe in like it's it's here and it's there but they didn't make it right so now they're working on this thing if you just change a little bit of code you can copyright that and so if someone else wants to do that use that or you know grow that or something you can charge license fees for it or or uh, yeah, it's basically your property, right? So that's true. I mean, they're, they're doing stuff like that. Uh, basically, the, they will... this If the infertility madness keeps going, you will basically see babies being grown in, in, in labs in the future. And they will be the property of the state. There's even some people that are already advocating for that. I actually have even a story on that. Then they're tying COVID to it. Uh, it's completely nuts. Uh, Ragnar Wolf with a diamond says, Normies think government are just incompetent. If only... Yeah, I guess it's, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, there is incompetence, of course, in government, obviously, but I think if you, the higher up you go, the less incompetent it, it gets generally. It's not always the case, but for the most part, uh, they can get away with that. They could just play dumb. Oh, we didn't know that was an accident or something, right? But in many regards, much of it is is planned. Uh, and it's not incompetence. You're absolutely right. 
Double Dog with Diamonds says uh, there are too many people make vaccines to save them. <laughs> now that's an argument. Uh, Double Dog again with a diamond says most boomers are bad whites wear masks to save them. Most boomers are bad uh, are bad whites wear masks to save them. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so it doesn't. I mean, at least if you believe the Danish study that came out recently, we covered that too. In I think it was a Weekend Warrior show. Um, it basically does no difference in in any direction, right? <laughs> but if they if they believe that that saves, that's what's so annoying about it. It's 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 a symbol of submission. That's what it is, right? It's to get. To, that's why so many so many liberals, so many progressives, so many people on the far left have like agreed to this. There's not a like the one memo that's gone out and then all of them just okay. This is what we'll do. It's this kind of thing that is like the the default as the as the system begins to encourage something. You have every progressive, every lefty, commie, down the ranks, right? That will just begin to advocate for it in lockstep, in unison with it. They they know that the system supports them, and so they have to become supportive of the system in itself because it's their ideology being enforced. That's why you're seeing these very interesting kind of crossover shit that you never would see happen to just a decade ago, or ago where basically... BlackRock and Goldman Sachs are now giving money to BLM, and they're basically Antifa supporters. If you tell this to some of the commies, I did that in the uh, Majority Report chat the other day when I was watching one of their uh, shows with, with Sam Cedar, and he had uh, Emma Vigeland on, the, on there too, who's from the Young Turks. And I remember just writing that to them, like, you're on the side of like Goldman Sachs and BlackRock. Like, they're the ones giving you guys money, your, your side. And they just, they refuse to believe it. They just, no, no, we're, we're counterculture. We're the, we're the resistance. We're fighting back against all this shit. Like, no, you have, you have big farm on your side. You have big banking on your side. But anyway, that's why you get this lockstep kind of agreement. They know that they have to, they're supportive of it because it's their shit that's being enforced. And so, and, and they know that on some level, even if they admit that or not. And so they all blanket whatever level they at. If they control a little corner of something, like they're they're the ones standing at the at the gate of a grocery store or whatever, right? That it wasn't that they got a memo that said, you know, you need to be pro this and 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 we need to enforce this because of X or because it benefits us. They just subconsciously know that this is what we're doing, and 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 they've also gotten the. I think that they've read the signals that like usually it's conservatives that like they don't believe what we tell them, right? They 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 refuse to submit. So it's a it's a sign of submission. You, you know, you cast that upon someone who say you have just obey and and do what we tell you to do. And then they can come with this bullshit excuse that well it's saving we're saving lives. We're <laughs> we're helping people. It's and if you don't do this you're you're a killer, you're a murderer, right? And it's like, well, it, there's no proof that this helps whatsoever. Look at the Danish study. And I mean, the, the countless of people are speaking out about this now. Anyway, thank you, Double Dog. I appreciate that. Uh, I saw that uh, Goish Meckelstein is hosting. Thank you for that, sir. Appreciate it. Um, uh, Mr. Nilsberg, I guess it is then, and Ninja Warrior. He hands out a one-month uh, sub to Flynn Photo. Thank you for that. Um, celebrate all is lost with a diamond, says Mark of the Beast will be copyrighted. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. Uh, SJB Diamond, no message. Okay, so, so let's switch over to Toronto here and uh, look at this restaurant owner that uh, ended up um, fighting and pushing back over over lockdowns here. Play of defiance against the province's lockdown order. A Toronto barbecue restaurant reopens to indoor dining, clashing with police and bylaw officers 
who arrived on scene. Good afternoon. The protest comes amid growing frustration from small... The Great White North. They call the province's COVID pandemic protection plan unfair, and at least one man vowed to make a public statement about it. CTV's Austin Laney will have more on this story a little later on in the newscast, but he joins us. And actually, Austin is here now. Austin Laney joins us now. Uh, Austin, you are at Queen Elizabeth Boulevard in Etobicoke with the latest on the drama that unfolded. Of course, this is breaking news, so you're joining us now. Go for it, Austin. Well, you can see the lineup behind me. These are the fans of this barbecue joint. It's uh, called Adamson's Barbecue in Etobicoke. Last night, he, uh, the owner of the place, put out a, a message on Instagram saying that he would be uh, opening in defiance of the provincial rules and uh, have indoor dining. What we're looking at here are the supporters of Adamson's Barbecue. They came here early as well, as well as people who uh, who were not supporters, who were worried about the uh, the spread of COVID in the neighborhood. <laughs> in the neighborhood. Oh, great. This is fantastic live reporting. They promised to open indoors. Diners sat down at 11 this morning and began eating, defying the lockdown rules. How do you feel about a possible fine? Can you guys please move out of the way because you're blocking the entrance to my restaurant? <laughs> it started last night with this Instagram post from Adam Skelly, the owner of Adamson's Barbecue, saying the location will be open for indoor dining. So why are we getting singled out? And the big multinational corporations are all essential while they're packed. Come on, guys. Yeah, what could what could what could that be about? It's just so bizarre, isn't it? Bizarre, guys. <clears throat> Amazon is doing fine. You can go to Lowe's. You can go to Walmart. You can you can do anything you want. You can go to all these big box stores and all that shit, right? The big companies that slot right in line with what's happening. But if you have a restaurant, you cannot remain open. McDonald's can be open, Wendy's can be open, all these joints can be open, right? But these guys, um, no, we, we we want you gone because 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 the great reset, right? Because we want you out, we want you dependent. They want these this kind of guy to go, go to go on UBI, right? No way of supporting yourself. Go on the go on the dole, go on the government teat, and then the dem and then the demands set in, right? Then it begins. Uh, well, if you if you want to have um, if you want to have the support here, you have to agree to these terms. Uh, you have to be vaccinated and you can't have these political views. Okay? It's very easy. I mean, it's very easy to see what they're doing here. Enough is enough. The premier acknowledged yesterday the lockdown is not always fair. It's tough. It's tough to balance the, the health and the well-being of, of society because that's the number one priority in the economy. <laughs> if, the opening... if that... Now, again, if that was true... They would have banned, they would have outlawed, uh, uh, it was cars, basically, right? Even flying, you could be struck by lightning. I mean, there's all kinds of things that happens, right? <clears throat> Again, what is the overreaction now? And it never was an overreaction for the flu uh, earlier decades. It, 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 hold them, we've got to hold them accountable for that, do that. You've killed people because you didn't do anything about the flu. You should have done all the things that you did just now. It, that's, it's just so insane. They don't care about that. If there are real epidemics, you know, all over the West, we have massive issues and massive problems, right? Look at the criminality. Uh, look at what's happening in some of these no-go zone areas and from, from France to the UK to Germany and Sweden and Holland. And I mean, it's all over, right? Uh, rape epidemics, especially in, in, the, in Sweden. Is anything being done about that politically? Are there drastic measures being taken to like, we have to stop this and shut things down? No, of course not. Because it's not about caring about you. It's just a, it's just a way to fuck you over. 
and to, to get you to do what they tell you to do. In, in some cases, it's not even about the actual thing in itself. It's just to get you to psycho psychologically fold and break and do what you're told. Because the next time something absurd comes along, you just fold to that too. And you become accustomed to doing what they tell you to do, right? brought out Beverly Bates, whose sister-in-law died of COVID in May. Healthy, 44 years old, she died. My, I have three nieces that are motherless, and he thinks that this... Again, and usually when this is the case, there are tons of prior conditions, even if they're aware of it or not. I mean, of course you, of course you can just die, but guess what? There are people that just died from the influenza as well. Um, not as many younger people or whatever, but that, that did happen. Uh, complications from that, usually it's an accumulative effect. You have other issues going on, issues you might not even be aware of, actually. And so, oh, you were completely healthy. And I mean, you, you've seen some of that. Like, even like obesity is actually an issue uh, if you're hit by, by COVID. You know, again, kind of a mutant version of, of, of a coronavirus, right? Pandemic is a joke. His supporters say, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think small business needs to stand up. Do you think it's dangerous? Not at all. The city issued this statement today. The city is aware of a restaurant promoting their opening in defiance of provincial orders. Should any business that is prohibited to open does so, it will be investigated and appropriate enforcement action will be taken. And not long after the 11 a.m. opening, the police <clears throat> yeah, arrived. Yeah, exactly, Chad. I mean, I saw that too. Like, <laughs> it just, it, it just, it looked like a smoker, right? Or something, you know, I mean, it's not necessarily true, but you know what I mean? It's like these people that are all of a sudden freaking out telling you that you need to do something for, for the sake of their health are people that just they eat the worst food, they never exercise, they live just horribly unhealthy lives, right? But now they get to tell you uh, what to do. And you need to submit, you need to put on the face diaper, uh, you need to take the vax uh, because you need to protect us. But, but what are you doing about your own health? I mean, <laughs> you could just be flying right back at these people, right? Arrived and went inside. And there was the police behind me with the bylaw officers that went inside. I can tell you, I can look in there right now, and there are still people inside the restaurant. There is still a lineup outside the restaurant, and there are still a lot of supporters of uh, Adamson's Barbecue, and it's right to uh, open up today and serve people inside. They're also saying that uh, uh, they're against wearing masks as well. If you look around the, the whole group of supporters here, uh, very, very few of them are wearing masks. Uh, we'll send it back inside. That's funny because it was like, did you guys see the uh, <laughs> see the uh, the people photographing the media there? Uh, you kind of get that you get that sense that they know uh, some stuff and the about the dishonest reporting and stuff like that. Right? Let me bring this up here too. There's an update from today. So that that owner there, uh, Ad Adamson or whatever the, the the joint was called, um, police lay charges at as Etibo Coke. At Toby Coke, sorry, at Toby Coke is gonna be, uh, I guess it's a province or something. Uh, at Toby Coke barbecue restaurant defies lockdown and opens for indoor dining again. Nine charges, including, <clears throat> excuse me, operating without a license, holding illegal gatherings. Uh, and there was actually a clip from this too. Let's check this out real quick here too. Uh, this is from about six hours ago or earlier today. Attention to the fact that the, uh, the restaurant is operating against. Uh, the public health work order or um, order that was issued yesterday. Um, and it was... Guys, everybody, please be quiet. Please. Uh, the restaurant was ordered closed by public health. Uh, it is unable and uh, it's unlawful to operate. In addition to that, the ROA um, Act that, uh, has closed down in dining, and uh, everyone in here uh, is in contravention of that also. 
And keep in mind, uh, this is quite a large gathering over the uh, maximum number uh, inside. And obviously, you uh, there is a consequence, possible consequence of, of being charged. So I just want to uh, provide that. Hey, 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 please, 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 quiet, please. So I'm hoping uh, to deliver the messaging that you are in contravention of these acts. There is uh, potential for charges. And uh, again, I uh, wanted you to be uh, made aware of it. Uh, you are violating the uh, ROA. Thank you for your service, officer. No, no. And, uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's, uh, it's fine, but it's like, oh, my God, you hear this too. I saw that at the MAGA march all the time with, you know, the cops and like, thank you. Thank you for your service and stuff. And I mean, gen generally, yes, of course, you, mean, you know, it helps to support, you know, but then they're the very same cops who just let Antifa run around and beat people up. They did. They hardly lifted a finger to do something right. Whether that was the mayor in D.C. saying that. But again, a lot of these guys, they just they they just take orders. They just do whatever the hell the politicians tell them to do, obviously. Right. They turn they would they turn on their own people. They They arrest them for protesting the most outrageous stuff, right? <clears throat> but so just, you don't, you don't have to, sh don't shout that. Just let, just let them have, say what they need to say. That's it. Um, I ask that you leave. Um, and uh, otherwise there is a possibility of being charged. So, um, thank you. Okay, I got everybody, please, just a second. Hey, I, I'd like to just everybody, please, please, can I have the floor? This is my restaurant, please. He's asked everybody to leave. Does everybody understand that? Yeah. Okay. I, I accept what you're saying, and I uh, approve of your message to my customers today. Uh, he has asked everybody to leave. Okay. And hopefully no one did, right? Uh, so that was a clip. Uh, but so to make that so to make that point, right? Look at this New York Times piece here, right? Are are protests dangerous? What experts say may depend on who's protesting what <laughs> right this is this is good the gold standard of journalism 2020 right new york slimes um public health experts decried the anti-lockdown protests as dangerous gatherings in a pandemic health experts seem less comfortable doing so now that the marches are against racism <laughs> right so <clears throat> so it depends on what you're protesting it depends on who's do depends on who's doing it essentially if it's white people that are somehow protesting their rights being taken away uh, or the lack of freedom or their their business is being shut down, then it's bad. Th those are bad people, bad opinions. And so then it's bad and it should they should be arrested. And police brutality is is uh, is encouraged. Right. Then it's good. Arrest them all. Put them to jail in the, when that shoe is on the other foot. And it's Antifa and BLM out on the streets or some social justice issue that's being pro protested. That actually helps to save lives. I mean, you I'm sure you saw those headlines, right? They actually try to push that. That is like it. Oh, it's actually helped to decrease uh, the pandemic because less people went out during the, the Minneapolis uh, riots. Right. <laughs> but here's another point of that too. check out the city news. Toronto said here and uh, it's I, can, I don't get I don't get accustomed to this word here. A Toby Coke and a Toby Coke restaurant owner defied lockdown to open for indoor dining, drawing a crowd of, here it is, right, anti-maskers and self-proclaimed white nationalists. But no one was fined. City Adrian with the police response and the eventual restaurant closure, right? So, uh, <laughs> you, you, know what the, you know what they're doing here, right? You're, you're seeing what they're doing here. It depends on who's doing it. 
and from from what perspective and then they will decide whether that's good or bad right so if it's on their side have, and they agree the right sorry let me pause that real quick if they agree then it's okay um if they don't agree then it's a problem right uh ninja warrior here uh says or, or uh, mr noseberg rather says with a diamond bet the dude will make more than enough to cover fines um you're talking about this guy the, the canadian guy hopefully Hopefully, if that's the guy you're talking about, I mean, and he should, right? Uh, Draconian Gip of Death with a diamond says, Global submissive micromanagement cockfest much? <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty It's pretty out of control. SBJ with a diamond says, Happy Thanksgiving. COVID is overhyped. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Uh, yes, I mean, what can you say? It's uh, it's a weapon. Uh, it's it's a weapon being used against us at this point. That's what it is. Uh, I mean, if, if this was, I mean... If we objectively could prove that there are just out of control when it comes to, you know, people suffering and being dead, if this not what if this wasn't just a narrative that was being drummed in the media and you didn't have so many dissenting voices, including experts, including people inside, and uh, you know, there's so many people that have spoken up, doctors and stuff, and they they, they come with counter claims and stuff, and when they do. They're censored and they're shut down and they're shut up and quieted and all that stuff, right? Shadow banned. Um, and if like there was a lot of people dying, we objectively could could find that out instead of getting these this bullshit numbers from the media about cases as opposed to deaths, right? Then I was like, I sure. I mean, I, I might not have agreed with all of the measures taken, but I'm sure as hell could have understood it, and it would have been more reasonable, right? But with what we have now for, for any for anybody that's interested for anybody that decides to look a little bit behind the official uh stories and, and and the headlines i mean you can very easily find this out for yourself and and see what's going on and see how it's being used by whom it's being used for what purposes how much they've gained from doing this and and how little evidence they have on the on the flip side of this right on the on the on the end of like what they claim is deaths and all that stuff right so this is just out of control. I mean, it's 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 a psyop, right? Uh, Mr. Wright with the diamond says natives uh, or naive to believe there is no leftist cops. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, of course there is. And again, I mean, I, it seems some of them are not even that. I mean, this is kind of this narrative going around that most most cops are conservatives or maybe a little bit more on the right or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, they're they're order uh, order followers, right? That's what they are. They're they're just taking orders. And in some cases, they, they don't seem to get involved uh, in that. And, and, and I mean, that's kind of part of the job, I guess, and your ability to, you know, look the other way or just not get involved. And I mean, that, that's kind of part of it. But at the same time, at some point, you just have to you have to draw a line in the sand. Whose side are you on here, buddy? You know, uh, thank you, Mr. Wright. Uh, Rodgers Nottingham with a diamond. Actually, two diamonds. Thank you. No message. Why is mighty with the diamonds says all I want for Christmas is for people to wake up. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Holy smokes. Uh, I think that's a little bit too much to ask, maybe even at this point, but uh, I think it is coming. Uh, slowly but surely, there's a, a growing amount of people which are, uh, there, there's just so many outrageous oversteps, uh, where, the, where the establishment is, is, you know, going above and beyond to, uh, to push their bullshit on us, right? Now, I think, I think that helps. I think that, that's waking people up. Uh, but it would be lovely, isn't it? Uh, Rodgers Nottingham with a diamond. Thank, thank you for that. No message. We had that. Let me open this here then too. This so we should take a look at this. So this is about a New York business uh, owner who also fighting the lockdowns. It's, they have an interview with him here later too. Um, 
let's play a little bit of this here. And it's interesting what Cuomo says here. Listen to this, too. They have an outtake regarding Cuomo. So Cuomo, for the first time, basically encountered um, anarcho-tyranny, right? Where basically there's selective, there's selective outrage or, uh, so, so, sorry, selective enforcement of certain rules or, or laws even, right? Where it's like they, they chew, you know, he has struggled with these sheriffs in specific, specifically upstate New York where they're saying we're not going to enforce this bullshit about Thanksgiving. Uh, they, you know, they don't even have the means to do that. Like if you gather more than two, what is it, 25 people, maybe that's not, that's not in New York, maybe that's other areas, but I've heard that number flung around. Some cases there's 10 people max limit, they say. But, I mean, some of these sheriffs, they can't enforce it. They don't have the manpower. They cover vast distance areas, you know, rural areas. They can't possibly enforce this. And so Cuomo has been upset about this. I say, why? Do, well, you can't selectively enforce the law. Oh, so you mean the way that they choose to ignore f ignore the law when it comes to uh, people walking across the border? When it comes to this bullshit about no one is illegal? Anybody can do anything they want as long as they're a refugee or asylum seeker or just walk across the border? Well, there you go. That's that's how now you see what that feels like, right? Selective enforcement. They look the other way for one thing because they disagree politically, and then the other, the, the, another thing they could, they're a hardcore and enforce it, right? But anyway, listen to Cuomo here. You don't have the right to pick laws that you think you will enforce, and you don't enforce laws that you don't agree with, right? <laughs> that's not a law enforcement officer. <clears throat> Uh, that's a dictator. <laughs> and where and where have we seen that before, ladies and gentlemen? What areas? Is it just complete blanket? Uh, you know, the the establishment can do whatever they want. They can do any anything they want to do. Um, while the plebes, of course, it's being enforced on them and they're being punished. Right? We have some other examples of that too. Like, don't fly during Thanksgiving and don't go to see families. And then, like some of these governors and stuff, or mayors of, of certain areas, they just like, yeah, they do it though. They fly, they go see their families, they have dinner plans. We saw Newsom do that, right? He went to the French Laundry, his fancy Napa Valley upscale restaurant, right? Tons of people there at a, a meeting. They were without masks, right? Um, Dine Feinstein in Congress done the same thing, staying this close to people, no mask. Uh, Pelosi going out, getting her hair done. When when hairdressers are, are are shut down and and everybody has to wear a mask, no mask, going out. Uh, uh, Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo's brother, right, out running around while he claims he was infected with COVID. It's like it's when are you gonna get it? Like it's one rule for them and another for you. It is an arco tyranny. That's what we're living in. Completely selective, right? But so as soon as it happens in his direction, then he's then he's outraged. Anyway, this segment here goes over to the situation in, in uh, the uh, New York. Uh, business owner. Kind of an interesting video here. Check this out. And then there is this video out of Orchard Park, New York. Business owner, owner Robbie De Niro defying state restrictions on gatherings held a large protest in his gym with other local business owners who feel COVID restrictions go too far. Then the Department of Health and local law enforcement showed up and this happened. I've lost friends. I've lost family. Who've killed themselves? I've seen yeah. clients die because they've lost their livelihood. Oh, that's sorry, that's that's okay. That's are, just lies. I'm asking for you to guys yeah, have some compassion. They're just doing their job. There we go. You should all be wearing masks. How I'm not doing anything have masks wrong. On? Don't worry about my health. 
My health isn't your concern. You're meant to be wearing a mask. It's a government Okay, well, then write me up. It's the law. Okay, then then, then take me to jail. Get a warrant. Go get a warrant. Bring a warrant. Go get a warrant. Yes, you do. Come back with the warrant. Yeah, not Robert De Niro. Definitely not. Some, something De Niro, right? Robbie De Niro is a business Rob, owner. Robbie De Niro, look at this guy. New York, and Based. he joins us now. Robbie, good evening and welcome. Hey, thank you for having me here. You've got quite a crowd there behind you. I'll let you tell me about that in just a moment. But what did we just see happen in I that do. video? They're still, they're still coming in. I've got you. You're live on TV right now, Robbie. What happened in okay. that video? Oh, that that's uh, oh. <laughs> Get back in line. Give me your full attention. You're on Fox News. I like that it looked the other way. You, 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 uh, you, you, you adjust to my tempo. <laughs> we all just saw. Okay, I posted on Facebook Friday night that I wanted to get together business owners and protest and fight the lockdown that I feel is infringing upon our freedom. They showed up Friday night. We were about 20 minutes into that meeting when some sheriffs and a Department of Health official showed up uninvited. My business was closed. We were not conducting business. This was a protest. They walked in uninvited. A couple of the uh, patriots that were here with me said, hey, Robbie, there's some uh, sheriffs here and Department of Health officials. What do you want us to do? And I said, get them to leave. And, well, the videos speak themselves. See, so this, patriots- one, this is what I'm talking about. Like, the left, they know they know this, right? The, 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 I mean, they have to be politically unaware, juvenile, not be, not be informed at all, um, you know, to know this. But it's patriots, <laughs> right? They're against, for the most part, they're against these kinds of things. Uh, conservatives, people on the right, uh, people are anti-left. Uh, they, 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 you know, tired of the the commie bullshit, right? And so they know that, right? So, so that that's another layer to why it is so important that when you when you encounter that the, the little uh, face diaper Stasi agent at whatever store you're going to go into, that you submit. It's a power play, right? It's it's for, for them to get you to follow their orders and do what they tell you to do. Take on your mask. Excuse me, sir, where's your mask? And then you have to, you have to submit and obey to them, right? And, they know, and it's like, yes, I got, got one. You know? <laughs> you know that's the case, right? So they, they, they're trying to get these people, these patriots, right-wingers, conservatives, to agree to submit and to fold and just do what we tell you to do, right? Patriots took it upon themselves to stand shoulder to shoulder and tell them to get out. And we were right, because if we were wrong, they would have called for backup and come back. But they didn't, they left. It is our understanding, though, there is an update to this story tonight, and the Department of Health did come knocking this evening. What happened? They, they did. I, my business is closed, just like they, uh, well, they want me to. Um, but I, I was here after hours, and the sheriffs came again, escort, escorting a Department of Health official. I told them to get off my property. Uh, I told them that there are procedures they need to follow. This is after hours, and they have no right to be on my property without a warrant. Good. Uh, I told them to come back. He said he wanted to deliver this piece of paper in an envelope. I said, nope, call, make an appointment. It's after hours. You can call and make an appointment. He taped it to the door. I finished kicking him off my property, and I opened it up, and it is a fine for (laughs) $15,000. Robbie, why do you feel these restrictions go too far? Any infringement on our liberty goes too far. We were born with inalienable rights bestowed upon us by our creator. They are guaranteed. Well, by the- I, I, I mean, I get your point, but that's just not true, right? It's We're not given any rights by anybody. We have to take them. We have to protect them. We have to take, I mean, uh, yeah. 
otherwise there will be there will be uh, this bullshit will continue right i mean i get his point and i'm not gonna fight him on that but you, you see what i'm saying like the the, the reason why like you you can't just you know <laughs> claim so someone gave me something you have to you have to stand up for them you have to protect them. we all have to uh do our part so to speak uh to make sure that the the people who want to try to uh, control every aspect of our life can't do it and that they won't get away with it we can't cite uh you know either God or, or or some other God or a man in the clouds or anything like that. It, it's up to us humans. We have to stand up to these people. Uh, and we're the ones who have to tell them no, right? But I, but I get his point, right? But anyway, I, I'm nitpicking here now. The Constitution, specifically the Bill of Rights, the, the First through 14th Amendments, specifically, any infringement on our freedom for any reason is too far. Yeah. Our freedom cannot end where people's fear starts. Yeah, and I've got a diamond here from uh, Raging Humanist. He says, Biderman Report, obedience training. And I have that, uh, uh, Rage. I have it coming up here in just a, uh, in just a little bit. Of course, and I got that as a nod to you there as well, uh, Rage, because I, I saw that on your stream talking about that. So we're going to go through that. Uh, I mean, that's an incredible find. Uh, so thank you for that, Rage, and thank you for sending me a link on, on your stream the other day. I appreciate that. Uh, guys, make sure you follow Raging Humanist on DLive.tv. Uh, he does some great streams, of course, here on DLab as well. Uh, but yeah, we, we'll definitely get to that one. That's just incredible. The parallels between uh, the basic com communist, uh, you know, uh, demoralization program, essentially a PSYOP, right? Uh, and, how, and the things that they've managed to enforce uh, under COVID-19. But uh, let's finish this clip and then we'll get to that story here shortly. And I want to make everyone well aware that you're a native of New York. You've spent 14 years serving as an infantry officer in the United States Marine Corps. Um, you've earned many honors uh, in the military. You've got four children. We know it's a tough situation. Now they want to fuck you over, buddy. Supporters there behind you. How far do you plan to go Thank with you this? Thank you for giving your life to Israel. <laughs> right. But I mean, it's it's like, uh, I mean, I saw it the other day and it's it's like, it's so obvious. It's it's just, it's, it's incredible that it has to be stated, right? But it's like, you know, you're not an essential worker. It's like every... All work is essential because that's the way that you pay your bills and put food on the table, right? Like, and all work is essential. There is no, like, for, mo for most people, there is no backup plan. It's like from paycheck to paycheck. People just live on a very short, um, you know, they don't have hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of dollars saved up to like, oh, I guess I can, I can just uh, lie around for a week. You know, you hear these establishment hacks and, and talking heads and pundits and stuff on media. Remember that in the beginning? Oh, do you have to go out? What do you just just stay home? Why is that so difficult? Right, it's these ivory tower, uh, you know, people on the on TV and shit like that. It's like you do understand that, like people, they don't have any money saved up. Like they lose their homes, and then the left is like outraged, right? At the same time, against what's happening and people, you know, going to be uh, evicted and and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, well, it's it's your side who's proponents of the lockdowns. Right? The other side wants to open up and just like get, get, let people get back to work. What are they going to do? How are they going to pull this off? Right. So it, it's just the most again, I, I depend. This is about creating dependency, getting you to submit and become dependent on the state. Right. That's what it's about. Yes. I plan to take it as far as I possibly can. I want to ask Governor Cuomo and uh, polling cars. I want to ask them. It's a challenge to them. 
come to my dinner table. Come to any of the dinner tables back here. Look our kids in the eyes and say, your, your father, your mother is an essential worker. They don't have the guts to do that. They also don't have the guts to answer why they get to draw a $225,000 salary, salary for Governor Cuomo. And for Poland cards, $103,000 salary. But the working man and woman doesn't get to earn. They get to take our money, but we don't get to earn. They don't have the guts to tell us that. That's the worst your kind of leadership. Your story is getting a lot of attention. Uh, we thank you for your service, okay. and we'll continue to watch where this story goes. Thanks for joining us tonight. <laughs> Based. All right. Yeah, cool Sanders. stuff. Oh, I may have gone there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. Just, just, just rip those papers up. <laughs> you just have to say, you just have to say no. At a certain point, you draw a line in the sand and say, here, 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 but no further, right? Uh, what's at stake here? With this is, of course, that we will go over the will. What 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 we potentially will lose here, we'll lose forever, right? It's not a temporary little, you know, transgression and oh well, it's just never did no. They just what they take, they never give back. It never reverses. The 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 things that they will be able to do towards us is is things that will be permanently inflicted on us afterwards. Uh, Rage again here said with another diamond. Uh, your rights, life, and liberty are up to you, not anyone else. That's right. Uh, it, it's we have to stand up, right? Not, we're, we're not given anything. There's no guarantees. Uh, there's no one that's going to save us or help us out. It, it's we who have to do it. We have to organize. Uh, we have to make sure that uh, we do the right thing and ensure that our ki kids and our children and coming generations uh, have a future worth uh, worth speaking of. Um because again, I mean, I think that this is that they're going for the jugular with this. It's beginning slowly now with this, but you you wait. This is never, this is never going to stop. It's never going to go away. It's just going to get worse and worse if we don't push back against this. Check out this. Here's another one, right? Um, Governor Inslee, right? This is in Washington State. Look at this little uh, ad he released here regarding tomorrow. Then for uh, my American uh, listeners and, and viewers, uh, Thanksgiving. They want Thanksgiving canceled. And and again, keep in mind, you know, they have. The left have pushed this issue that it's like Thanksgiving is a it's a colonialist celebration. It's it's racism, and they've tried to coerce people and basically bully them into guilt ridding them enough by saying it's bad to get them to stop celebrating this thing. Right? It, it's all about that deracination. It's to, to disconnect you from your traditions, from your roots. You want rootless individual, easy to control. It's a global identity. Uh, it, it's just it's just you know consumerism. Uh, shallow bullshit that they need to be that they need you to be attracted to right so anything that anchors you even if it's just a couple of generations back right um if it anchors you somehow in like an association to you know your past to your country's history even to your grandparents then it needs to go and it's horrible right so anyway check out this here a little uh from governor insley here a little less uh fear campaign to get you to stop uh or, or not uh, celebrate thanksgiving check this out here COVID-19 can find you here when you're just trying to celebrate. It can find you here when you're with your closest friends. Or even here when you're spending time with family. Wear a mask. Stay six feet apart. Don't host gatherings, even in your own home. Protect the people you love. <sighs> COVID-19 can find you, right? <laughs> go, go fuck yourself, Governor Jay Inslee. <clears throat> that, that, submit, do what we tell you to do. Don't host any gatherings. Don't get together. 
I mean, it's a, well, what if you kill your grandpa? You do know that, like, this is what has happened, like, every every other celebration that we've had before. There's a, a small risk, in some cases, a large risk, depending on if your grandparents have any prior conditions or your parents or whoever we're talking about, your great-grandparents, whatever. Whoever gets goes to you there, you can all... This has happened, like, consistently throughout our human civilization. This has always been a risk. You could get sick if you see other people, right? And it's like, what if they are truly sick or would become sick or die anyway from some of the other complications? That means you didn't spend the last Thanksgiving with them. You didn't get to see them. Instead, you isolated. You, They didn't get to spend time with their grandkids or their kids. And they end up dying alone in a hospital. And you didn't even get to see them. What about the, what about doing it in that direction instead? As opposed to, well, you might kill your grandpa. Well, it's like if a kid had influenza in the past and they went to go see their grandparents. Yeah, there's a, there's a small race that they, they got them infected and they died. But no one no one screamed in outrage against that, right? Uh, that was complete. That was completely uh, fine back then. And so why, right? Why? Um, Kirky19 with the diamond says, hey, Red Ice. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. I saw an entropy stream as well. Let me do that one real quick. Cock-free, cock-free zone, rather. 410. Thank you, sir. He says, much love to Red Ice. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, indeed, thank you so much for the support. And same to you, sir. Uh, good to see you here, cock-free zone. Uh, it was a pleasure. Um, so let's... Actually, there are a couple... I think there's another couple here. Let me do those. Virginian Drifter with the diamond says, still waiting for Hendrix's take on Songbird trailer. Yeah, I have to look at that. I have to... I, have to, I haven't um, gotten around to that yet. Let me uh, open a window to myself here as a reminder for later. But I will uh, I will check that out. Thank you, uh, Virginian Drifter. Appreciate that. Good to see you here. Rance is here with the diamond as well. Uh, he says, hi, Henrik. You can't let, um, can't let Rage make all the donations. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, good to see you here. Make sure you follow Rance as well, dlive.tv. Uh, I think he's just forward, uh, forward slash Rance, I believe. Um, of course, a good guys from Plat Army, both Rage and Rance. Uh, check him out if, you're, if you haven't already. Uh, they're both uh, great guys to do great shows. Both of them both uh, do great streams. Good to see you, Rance. Thank you. Draconian Gip of Death with a Ninja Gini. Uh, thank you for that, sir. Says not only do they have nothing to offer, uh, life, they poison what's offered. Punishment, fetish, freaks. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it's completely insane. Uh, it's insane that they've gotten this far. Thank you, Draconian Give of Death, for the uh, Ninja Gina. Very kind of you. Uh, Raging Humanist again with the diamond says, uh, uh, fuck you, make me. <laughs> Six Semper Tyrannis. That's right. Uh, thank you, Rage. Appreciate that. That's absolutely right. I have to put the foot down uh, at some point here. You know, Visigoth with a diamond says, happy Thanksgiving. Have some white baby uh, white baby shekels, I think he says. Thank you, sir. Uh, appreciate that. Thank you, Visigoth. Uh, white is mighty with a diamond. Actually, two, uh, one, two in a row. And then Raging Humanist again with a diamond just now says, Grow food, or hashtag grow food uh, at Rants. Uh, diamond off, you and me, let's go. <laughs> diamond off. Well, there you go. Thank you, sirs. Uh, both of you, always good to see you here. Thank you for watching. All right, so here's uh, one of those cases. Quick mention here, right? But... Uh, uh, I think this is out of Colorado. It's the Denver mayor, uh, Hancock, who has uh, said, basically, avoid travel. Don't do these do, do these things. This is bad for you. And then, of course, he goes on to plan uh, the Thanksgiving for himself, right? After wearing, sorry, warnings to avoid travel, the Denver mayor, Hancock, flies to visit family for Thanksgiving. Uh, this is a bit longer clips. I don't think it's in the beginning here, but yeah, Denver Mayor Michael Hancock has told people to avoid travel in order to slow the spread of the novel coronavirus, which is at record levels in the city. Bullshit. 
infections doesn't mean squat. Um, and then, of course, he boarded a flight to Houston ahead of Thanksgiving, despite his warning that people should stay close to home and only spend the holidays with their own household if they can. His spokeswoman confirmed that Hancock was traveling to Houston Wednesday to visit his daughter in Mississippi and that his wife is already there. Do what I tell tell you to do. Uh, don't do what I do, right? Um, so let's switch over to UK here, too, where they're going to try to cancel Chris. We'll see what we what kind of propaganda we get and how they're how they'll frame this um it could be anything from you know kind of the same as for thanksgiving obviously with like don't uh, you know don't visit you know visit family you can't have lar large gatherings or max two families can get together or three families some stuff like that they've said but it could even be something with gift giving right that's like remember the beginning where we're uh covering the coronavirus it's like it can survive on boxes for up to two weeks for some of the research and stuff like that. Uh, I don't even know if that's true. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of that stuff that came out in the beginning were just complete bullshit. I, I've heard that basically a virus just needs moisture. It needs to be on someone to like survive with like a, a, a temperature. That's right. It could be could be wrong. It could, that could have been proven. I remember reading both in the beginning. Basically, it was like, no, it's fine. It's not airborne. Nothing can happen. Then a few like weeks into it or even a month into it, it was like, oh my God, it's airborne. It can transmit through everything and it can be alive for up to two weeks on a package. On like if you get a delivery from UPS or uh, FedEx or something, uh, it, it'll be on the package even. Remember that? Uh, we covered some of that. It was like, holy shit, this is bad. You know, we were worried, right? And then it's like, this is not dangerous at all. This is bullshit. Uh, don't be scared about this, right? And so they might say something though with like gift giving and like... You can't give packages to someone because you can't touch the things. We'll we'll see what comes up out of this. But this is this there again. They need to sever us from our traditions. And imagine just being a kid, right? Um, from anywhere from I'd say three, four years, where you kind of more you know cognizant, more aware, up to you know early teenagers, right? And I mean it's it's I mean it's worse in a way for for those who are older kids right because they're accustomed to this already and all of a sudden they you can't do what you've done prior years um you know you just look forward to these the christmas like crazy when you're young i mean i remember i, I love that right every every kid does as far as i know most kids um but they could potentially essentially train new generations right so that the two and three and four and five year olds etc as they grow older if they continue with this bullshit basically get that they, they sever that link with them and if and all of a sudden it's just that's just normal not doing anything uh for, w around this time of year right anyway but sage so we came up earlier with the uh pfizer uh former vice president he talked about this uh, group in, in the uk uh sage scrooge i guess they have put in here the daily mail headlines though i gotta say <clears throat> anyway uh sage scrooge warns prime minister's three home christmas bubbles plans risk snatching defeat from the jaws of victory by sparking a third wave as he urges families to delay get-togethers until Easter after Prime Minister gave Britain's five days of festive freedom. <clears throat> Let me see, did I miss the... No, it's coming up here. Okay, we have the uh, uh, the headlines there, <clears throat> I think. Yeah, yeah, I, okay, next up, we'll, we'll look at those headlines. But yeah, uh, so Professor Andrew Hayward claimed that it will lead to increased transmission and hospitals being overrun. England, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland took part in a meeting with the COBRA Emergency Committee. What? 
What uh, what anime was that again? Was that a was that a cartoon? Cobra Commander was. <laughs> I just I haven't seen it myself. I just saw that. I think it was like Alex Jones and some others making fun of it. Cobra Commander. Right? Wasn't that wasn't that a thing? Is that an actual thing in 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 the UK? Cobra Emergency Committee. I forget what show that was, but yeah, anyway, uh, the four home nations have agreed on a joint plan for the Christmas period, which will see some rules relaxed. G.I. Joe, was that what it was? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you, chat. Thank you. King Memphis, Alan Ford. I've never seen it, actually. Cobra Commander. I just remember hearing Alex Jones talking about that. Uh, the four nation cross... Uh, yeah, read that. Uh, no, actually, uh, the four nation cross UK plan will mean that rules are eased for five days, right? From December 23rd to December 27th. So that's what they're coming down on now. That's a bad idea. You you know, we're going to be infected and we can't have that. You have to cancel Christmas, right? Uh, John Saxon says, I, uh, it was Cobra, K, Cobra K-I. <clears throat> or, yeah, or, or uh, what do they call it? G.I. Joe, I guess, right? Um... Exo as well, but the diamond says Quanta said yesterday no vax, not allowed to fly. Yeah, if you missed uh, earlier in the show, it's one of the first stories I showed when we uh, started the COVID segment here. So, yeah, thank you, Exo. Yeah, I showed that. It's it's crazy, and that's how it begins, right? You're joining us later on the stream it begins with handing over small aspects to the private sector like that. Uh, this little field here, this little service here, this little um, you know whatever it is, and then eventually that grows, and then all of a sudden you become a, an irresponsible. Co- Let's look at how the woke wave has has just blasted all these big companies, right? You become an irresponsible company, and then there's threats of uh, not supporting you. Oh my God, you allow people to travel without the vaccine or go into your stores without having the vaccine. I mean, you know, you 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 see what the where this is going, right? Forty one BMC. Well, the diamond says uh, anti-white Democrat mayors do as I say, not as I do. That's right. Absolutely. Referring to the, the Colorado um, or the Denver mayor there. Yep. Um, space alien with the diamond. Thank you for showing up here again. CSA, good to see you. He says Israel wants Russia's vax. That is non-DNA. That is non-DNA changing. Now, I so I saw this. Uh, we covered this in the Weekend Warrior show. And so apparently... Um, Netanyahu have like he had met up with the Pfizer, uh, the Pfizer head. Um, forget his name now. Was it Andrew something or what, what was it? He was a Greek, uh, Greek-born Jewish guy. They had met up and talked about uh, tradition and heritage, that their common, uh, you know, roots. Right? You know, we show that story. But so apparently Netanyahu has been like wooing all kinds of different companies. And so Israel has cut deals to not only with uh, with Russia for their Sputnik vaccine, and I didn't know that that was not mRNA, which is which is interesting if that's true, but they have cut deals with Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and I think Moderna as well. So basically, Netanyahu wants to try to provide as much vaccine for the Israelis as possible. And of course, if you take this from an official point of view, it basically just it's glaring of the ethnocentric. Uh, out, outlook, right? It's like, oh, so you're you're gonna cut the line and get all these vaccines for your people? Yeah. Now, I mean, Regardless fine. Is that what you want to do? Go ahead. I mean, I'm not gonna take it anyway. This election comes at a challenging. Oh, sorry. Look, it just started up there. Let me pause that. That's the Daily Mail piece. Let me close that. Was <laughs> the day the Denver guy talking in the background? Yeah. So, um, so that's so it's like I'm sure fine. Go ahead then, right? But th- that's interesting. If the Sputnik's vaccine is not mRNA, because that Maybe they will do. Maybe they'll do more of that. I, I, we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, that's it's an interesting. I saw that too in the beginning. I was like, oh, okay, they're going they're going a different route here. Why are they doing that, right? 
but if if it's true what they said, then Israel will have all of them. Right? The, the Pfizer, uh, Moderna, AstraZeneca, all of them, right? So we'll see. It's just one of those greedy things, right? Um, Rants with a diamond says, uh, Philip has blonde diamonds. I, uh, Philip has blood diamonds. Uh, I can't compete. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the blood. Philip is the little, uh, uh, the little, what is it again? Um, like a ram or something? What is it again? Uh, uh, Rage has this little, uh, I guess some little alter ego as a little, uh, an, uh, his power animal, right? Uh, thank you, <laughs> Rance. I appreciate that. Cornered space alien with a diamond. And I'm going backwards now, so maybe I'm getting these in the wrong order. Uh, Corner Spacing has a quench, has a question and stuff. Yeah, so that was probably regarding the Israeli. I'm going backwards here now, so I'm getting in the wrong order. Sorry about that. Uh, Trucker Chris with a diamond says the tiny hats will cancel Christmas, but not Hanukkah. Um, yeah, so usually it's later, right? They celebrate Hanukkah is like January. Usually it's 20th or something like that, right? Uh, that's going to be interesting to see. Now Cuomo has gone pretty hard on the Orthodox community in New York. There's no denying that. So we'll see what he does specifically for like the crown heights uh people uh but yeah so thank you for that guys appreciate that grow food yeah that okay i'm caught up there um let me see here virginian drifter uh with a diamond says israel's for israel first should be um israel uh first should be their first to take the vaccine yeah i mean if someone <laughs> if someone wants to experiment then then go ahead i mean i just i think it's crazy uh to Find find out what we've been able to glean so far from the white white sorry from the white papers um, like Moderna right who have uh, like officially recognized that like yeah they will alter your DNA um, to just go along with this and have no long term studies animal testings have been skipped no long term studies now they would try to push these articles well, it's basically like getting a hangover and that's it but it's like yeah well you know that like it begins it's like we'll begin to rearrange your genetic code. It begins to like a, fa a genetic factory inside of some of your cells, right? And begin to produce strands, right? Of that, of the genetic code uh, of the COVID or, or rather SARS-CoV-2 of that molecule that they've isolated. So it penetrates into your cell membrane with the aid of what they called a fatty envelope, which is comprised of nanoparticles which is small enough to pass through the, uh, the the cell membrane, as far as I understand it. And it needs, therefore, also to be kept at a very uh, very, very cold, mi minus 70 degrees Celsius, I think it was. Um, and so they're talked already that there's some, some kind of, not just transportation issue, but having these fridges and stuff. And then someone else brought up, it's like, no, we transport uh, just with dry ice all the time. And it's fine. You know, people who transport fish can, you know, fresh uh, produce from the ocean can do this. And... So I don't know what they were talking about, but they were trying to pretend that it's like we need this whole new infrastructure of like uh, minus 70 degrees uh, uh, fridges set up and all that stuff. And that now that's going to be a blockage. And it's like, from my point of view, great. Yeah, just wait. Uh, wait this for sure. Um, Raging Humanist with the damn says transdimensional evil deity tasked with Kami Gino. Uh, Gino. Yeah, genocide maybe. It's cut off. Uh, and Rage Again with the Diamond says, Philip sent uh, S-400s to Iran. Okay, good. Rage Again with the Diamond says, uh, it's not war crime if you win, Philip. Cheers, Red Eyes. Yeah, exactly. If you if you win, if you pull this off and you write the, the history books, then uh, basically the world ha wouldn't have survived without you and your tactics or whatever you did, right? Uh, all right, let me get back to the article here. I think there was a... Yeah, so here it is, right? The 12 Rules of Christmas. This is the one I wanted to show here from, from Daily Mail. This is the UK, right? 
the bubbles. A maximum of three household can form a temporary Christmas bubble to celebrate the festive period together, um, leaving large families with... God, this text... Let me see if I can pull this up bigger. Is this how bad it is? Let me see if I can blow this up a little bit. It's... Oh, look at that. Look at the formatting. It's all fucked up. Look at this Daily Mail bullshit formatting. All right, screw that. I'm not doing that. Let me back up here. <laughs> Uh, nope, nope, nope. All right, let me open, <laughs> let me open that again. Holy smokes. <clears throat> okay, sorry about that, guys. Here we go. Uh, there, that's what happens when you have three keyboards and you hit the wrong buttons. All right, let me, <laughs> let me scroll down to that again. All right, the t they always compress their shit so much, it's like impossible to see. Um, let me see, I, I'm interested in reading these, the uh, more detail about these 12 rules here, right? Um, yeah, it says, uh, leaving large families with agonizing choices. That's what it says. Agonizing choices. Social distancing rules can be dropped within the group. The Christmas bubbles are exclusive, meaning people cannot chop and change between them, although they can meet other households that are not in their bubble outdoors. Holy shit. Five days. The temporary relaxation of, co of COVID... Restrictions will last from December 23rd to 27. So, so basically, again, so it is. So they know that this is so incredibly unpopular that they had to give them a five-day window to still celebrate it, right? That's how that's how serious it really is. We can we can bend the rules because people would get upset, right? So you can do it anyway, but you all die and basically you're murderers if you go ahead with it. But now they're saying the sage the sage people here, perfect name for it. The sages up in their ivory tower tells us that will just cause a third wave. Third wave. You, you have to shut it down now. More waves incoming. All right. Mixing within your bubble. Number three. Number four. Going to a pub or restaurant. Right. You can't do that. Uh, rules for hospitality will not be relaxed. It says this means the members of a Christmas bubble. Christmas bubble. What, the, what this is language too. It's just so gay. The members of a Christmas bubble will not be able to go to the pub together or go out for a meal unless it's permitted by the local COVID tier rules in place at the time. This means <coughs> this means anyone in a tier two or tier three area will not be able to mix with other households in a pub, even if they are in a in a one. <laughs> sorry, this or even if they are all rather in one bubble. Uh, just, just, can you just not do this? Can we just, can we just skip this? Right? Travel. I want to listen to what this guy had to say there. To travel, people will be allowed to travel across the UK from Christmas bubbles. This, in <laughs> this includes traveling in and out of tier three and crossing national boundaries. Government guidance urges people to plan ahead for what is likely to be an exceptionally busy period on roads and rail. Numerical limits. There is no upper limits on the number of people in a Christmas bubble. Provided members come from no more than three households. So basically it's like... So, ba so basically what they're saying is if you have like a huge like Pakistani Muslim family or something like that, you probably will be okay because there's no numbers limit as long as you just have it within that three. You can have like a... A cousin intermarried, uh, you know, incestuous, uh, uh, you know, kind of circle 
they can they can they can they can they can pull this off basically but if you want to meet the, the ex extended family you have friends over then you can't do that if they're outside of your bubble right number seven children with divorced parents i mean this is just incredible right children under 18 whose parents have separated will be will be allowed to travel between their parents christmas bubbles potentially meaning they could come into contact with as many as six different households during the five-day period. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have promoted, uh, um, <laughs> you know, separation in this way then. Maybe it should have been more uh, uh, dismissive on that front. Share Shared homes, number eight. Holy shit. Uh, what else was there? Support bubbles. What? Number nine. Support bubbles. People... Is this for real? Am I... Is, is this... They're doing this. They're they're really doing this, aren't they? People, people at uh, God, all people already. Am I reading that right? The compression is so bad on these images. People already in so-called support bubbles will count as one household. For example, if a mother and a adult daughter have formed a support bubble, they will be able to form a wider Christmas bubble with two other households. <laughs> Uh, 10 enforcement enforcement is expected to be light to be light touch ministers will urge people to obey the rules and to act responsibly police will not be asked to take a hard line but will retain the power to intervene with fines and flagrant cases Fla flagrant crisis uh, such as people throwing big house parties or breaching rules banning uh, banning gatherings of more than 30 people. 11, care homes, care, 12 students, university and college students returning home uh, will count as being in the same household as their parents. For example, a couple with three children at university could have all children home for the festivities. Oh, thank you. Thank you, government. And still form a Christmas bubble with two other households. First, I saw this and I thought it was, I thought it was a joke, but I guess, I guess it's not. They're doing this. It's incredible. Corner space alien with the diamond says, CSA says, uh, Israel wants our DNA changed, not them. Yeah, we'll see what uh, happens on that front if they do go for op for one specific vaccine then. Very interesting if they go for Russia Sputnik's uh, Sputnik vaccine, which allegedly, again, I got to read up on that. I haven't uh, looked at everything on the Sputnik vaccine. I saw it the other day. Uh, but if it's a non-mRNA, that's the whole... It's not, I mean, it's the, the, the adjuvants are still horrific. Probably right. The 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 um, preservatives are usually horrific. So I'm not saying, oh, that's going to be great for them. Then um, we'll have to see. Well, you know, again, but the passing, uh, the approval time here has been just incredibly fast. Right. Normally it takes about seven years. Uh, actually, excuse me. Normally it takes ten to fifteen years to get a vaccine approved and developed. Uh, seven years is the fastest that a vaccine has ever been brought to market. Now we're talking a few, about five, six, seven months, something like that, right? Um, John Saxa with the diamond says, no bubble mixing. That's right. Don't be a bubble trader. <laughs> Got that right. Spice, uh, Spike Vicious with a diamond. Uh, this will not stop until we stop them. Yeah, I mean, it, exactly, right? Let me back up this clip here. The, uh, they will, if, if we just submit to this, it will just... Uh, it will just keep going and there will be no end in sight. I think what the government's. What is going on with this player here? Sorry, guys. Let me turn it up. Here we go. Let me back up again here. Okay. 
I think what the government have done is really um, give a green light for families to get together over Christmas. And effectively, what this will be doing is throwing fuel on the COVID fire. I think it will definitely lead to it. Oh, so here's one of the sages. I hate that they, you can't pause and, and still see what's on screen with this goddamn Daily Mail player. <clears throat> but here's what, here's from the sage group. I forget what it stood for again, sage. But so he's one of these <clears throat> sages that's going to tell us what we can do. So he's saying basically, it's going to uh, throw fuel on the COVID fire. So this is, it's not good that people will get to meet for five days. Basically. Get together over Christmas. And effectively what this will be doing is throwing fuel on the COVID fire. I think it will definitely lead to increased transmission. It's likely to lead to a third wave of infection with hospitals being overrun and more unnecessary deaths. And COVID is a disease that thrives on social contact, especially the sorts of close proximity, long duration contacts that you have in relaxed circumstances within a household. All right, good stuff. Let me pause here. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay, so I wanted to show this as well, because uh, this is pretty incredible. Now this is a shout out to Mark Collett here. I saw this on his Telegram. I've been put, putting up some good, <clears throat> you know, you search for the headlines and it's not as easy to find them. Um, Usually, the, you, you, what you have in the paper version, I guess, of the paper doesn't always you know, translate or becomes available online. But here's a here's a perf perfect example of of what's coming here, right down the pipeline. Uh, thinking of children as state assets may be the way forward. Look at and look at the look at the picture here of the author here. That's that's the author right there. Look at look at this. Thinking of children as state assets. <clears throat> might be the way forward. And again, this is kind of hardly compressed and it doesn't say that about us, but you, you can't see it all. But basically, it this is it begins with the coronavirus pandemic has turned me into a nicer person. A year ago, I didn't say hello to uh to total strangers when shopping or walking. Oh, so good. You become a better person. Nice, but because of COVID. That's fantastic. So we know that it's COVID related, right? So it's it's coronavirus. <clears throat> so we'll have to start basically beyond UBI. We'll have to start making your kids assets of the states. That's now some of the proposals <clears throat> that are coming out in the wake of this. I don't know what you I don't know what you think of that, but if you don't think that's and again, I, 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 people in the conspiracy field have been talking about this for a few decades, right? Eventually, like the state will basically like produce all the babies when everyone's like infertile enough, so we can't have kids. They'll be producing laboratories. They will be uh, state assets as opposed to being, uh, you know, you know, the par the parents uh, being parents, right? The state will own these kids. They might even genetically engineer these kids, and they will be just, I mean. It might sound like well that's over the they will never do that that's over the top kind of thing it's like no this is what this is what they want to do um so now we we should get to that now the the story that rage mentioned there too uh because this is incredible stuff here so shout out to rage here for uh sending this to me finding this on his show he showed that a couple of days ago and maybe there's others too uh that have showed uh that have showed this and stuff like that but so basically this comes from something called the Biderman Report um, of 1956. Let me just see here. Anne Barnhart. I want to make sure 
the chart of coercion above is drawn from the Biderman report. I'm going to give the, the back con back background context to this first before we show uh, the whole thing. Uh, so it's from the Biderman report on communist brainwashing techniques used by the Chinese and North Koreans on captured American servicemen to make them psychologically, uh, psychological as well as physical prisoners. Uh, Dr. Alfred Biderman, uh, M.A., and uh, and I presented his report at the New York Academy of Medicine, November 13, 1956. Compare right column with your experiences this year. Let me open that in a new uh, window here too, guys, so I can see if I can zoom in here. All right, so, <clears throat> so here we go. Uh, let's go full screen as you can see here too. So you have chart of coercion to the left. And then COVID-19 to the right, right? Um, isolation deprives individual of social support of his ability to resist. Makes individual dependent upon the uh, capture. And three under isolation says individual develops an intense concern with self. Under COVID-19, we have also, of course, have, have had isolation. We have social distancing, isolation from loved ones, massive job loss, Solitary confinement, semi-isolation. We've had quarantines and containment camps, essentially, right? <clears throat> These hot, temporary hospitals they set up, right? And then we have under mon monopolized um, or monopolization, rather, of perception. Uh, under short of the communist coercion, says fixes all attention upon immediate predicaments, frustrates all uh, frustrates all actions not consistent with compliance, eliminates stimuli competing with those controlled by the captor. Under COVID, we've also had monopolization of perception, restrict movement, create mon uh, monotony and boredom. Um, and we've seen that with people, right? They're like, they're home, they don't know what to do. A lot of people, they're like super antsy and they, you know, they go, they basically go cuckoo. And, and I mean, I understand, I totally understand it. I mean, most people are, are kind of hardwired to like, you know, be out and be social. And some people can do this, but not everybody. Not everybody can pull this off, right? Uh, they're also prevented gatherings, as I've said, meetings, concerts, sports even, which is, uh, and again, which is, of course, very interesting because, you know, you've heard that saying, like, if you, you know, if you take away the bread and circuses, right, that's when you begin to enter into dangerous territory, right? You Like, if you deprive people of cheap calories and entertainment, you risk basically massive revolution, right? Up, up Overthrowing uh, the powers that be, right? So... It's a very big risk, right? And that's why you saw there was one Finnish leader. We talked about this too in the latest Weekend War show. That's why you should check that out because we cover a lot of good stuff in the Weekend Warrior shows. Uh, RedAssMembers.com. Check out the members section because that's what we do. Um, a show for you guys exclusively each Sunday called Weekend Warrior. We have much, uh, you know, a lot of other exclusive stuff for you guys there too. Uh, just for members. But in the last latest Weekend Warrior, a uh, politician out of Finland that said she believes that COVID-19 and specifically these anti-lockdown protests is going to be the beginning momentum of a massive populist revolt. Uh, and we're kind of seeing that now, frankly. And if you get the wheels moving on that, and, and most of the, already, of course, you have people primarily on the right, not only there's some kind of old school leftists that are like against the shut, you know, lockdowns and, and you know, shutting down of the economy and stuff like that, remarkably, but there are still some of those. There are many, but there are a few. Uh, but it's mostly people on, on the right and conservatives, right? Uh, and it's just a massive gamble to, to, to make. 
Um, I guess they're they're panicking enough to try to just gain control and just go for the jugular, take you know, placing that final nail in the coffin before uh, before people wake up. And, and but then again, they move so fast that that's what's waking people up. I just I I, I it's very interesting, very interesting that they're doing this. Anyway, so yeah, even sports concerts, music, you can't go out, can't do anything. I know they want to drive people into the virtual space, right? They want you to put on a VR headset and just like look at the concerts that way and doing it all remotely and stuff, you know, celebrating Christmas and Thanksgiving over a Zoom call. You just put a laptop on the desk and there's, hi, hi, grandma, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but I don't think that's working too well. And then finally here, monopolization of perception, dominate all media uh, 24/7 and and then censor information we've seen that on the covid right so just it's just coronavirus non-stop essentially with a few exceptions of like veering off to cover like George Floyd and the BLM bullshit and of course then they censor so they control the captors controls all the all the information access to these kinds of things right um okay under the chart of coercion under induced debility and exhaustion it says weakens mental and physical ability to resist people become worn out by tension and fear uh, under the covid we have very much the same way then For, we've been forced to stay home all media is negative and we're not permitted to exercise or socialize yeah that's that, i mean that's right uh we've seen that it was like you can uh, for a while like in the uk they uh, australia they've had like yeah you can be out for 30 minutes or something you can uh you can jog, but you gotta have your mask. You gotta have your mask on. <laughs> Bullshit like that, right? But for the most part, it's like, <clears throat> you know, out of the, uh, out of Australia, they're like, someone had tweeted to the um, to the police. Excuse me, just have a sip of drink here. And they're like, please tell my dumb husband like what what goes and doesn't go when it comes to walking your dog. And the the cops responded on Twitter. I said, like, you're, you're not allowed, you're not permitted to walk your dog, right? So you can't even go out and get basic, like, basic exercise by walking in a park or something in some areas. Not everywhere, luckily. Um, <clears throat> okay, let's continue. Threats under communism, the communist coercion or chart of coercion, it says, cultivates or threats, cultivates anxiety and desperation and gives demand and consequences for non-compliance. Yeah, interesting. Uh, threats and intimidation under COVID-19, uh, threats to threaten to close businesses, which is not just threats at this point, it's actually happening. Levy fines, which we've seen galore. Predict extension of quarantines, forced vaccines, create containment camps. Yeah, so it's intimidation. Do what we tell you to do. You have to follow along. You have to follow orders. Uh, under the economy plot here, short of coercion, it says occasional indulgences. Provides motivation for compliance hinders adjustments for deprivation, creates hope for change, reduces resistance. This keeps people unsure of what's happening. Excuse me. So it's basically like, we might grant you certain things if you show that you can comply, which basically that the Christmas thing is, right? To go back to that one. Um, where are we here? The shard, right? Okay, well, if you've been a good boy, if you've been a good boy, We'll let you be in a Christmas bubble. How about that? <laughs> you can be in a you can be in a bubble with three other families. Okay, good boy, good boy. Do what we tell you to do. So under COVID nineteen here, uh, occasional indulgences allow reopening of some stores and services. Let restaurants open, but only at a certain uh, certain capacity. 
increase more people allowed to gather, follow concessions with the tougher rules, right? Yep. Uh, under the commie plot, the coercions demonstrate omnipotence, right? Demonstrates futility of resistance. I've heard that before. It's like the Borg, right? Fu uh, fu resistance is futile. Wasn't that the tagline they had? Um, shows who is in charge, of course. Provides positive motivation for compliance. Yep. So under COVID-19, uh, shut down an entire economy across the world. Uh, create money out of nowhere, yeah, which is the hand, you know printing more money, just handing out uh, the COVID checks, essentially. Stimulus packages and shit like that. Forced dependency. Develop total surveillance with nanochips and 5G. Now, there's talks of that, of course, of having, uh, you know, basically interfacing with like different kind of programs when it comes to like the, the vaccination uh program that they need somehow to verify if you've taken it or not. Recently, we saw this thing called the Freedom Pass in the UK. If you take two positive tests in a row, or sorry, sorry, if you take two tests, but you get negative results, meaning showing that you're not positive for COVID-19, you can get a so-called Freedom Pass, right? We saw that. So that basically means as well that the, your freedom has been drawn back, right? There, we don't have freedom. But if you take these two tests, you, you can have freedom. We can give that back to you until we tell you again that you have to take two tests in a row. I think this was like weekly or something like that, right? Anyway, let me move along here a little bit. I'm, I'm drawing out on this, but it's fascinating how the parallels, like for, for like how to, how to basically do a psyop uh, back in the 50s with the communists that developed to like break you down mentally and psychologically, right? Uh, and, and even physically. Um, Yeah, let me see here. Um, yeah, degrada degradation makes resistance seem worse than compliance, creates feeling of helplessness, creates fear of freedom, dependence upon captors. Uh, under COVID-19, humiliation or degradation techniques include shame people who refuse to wear masks, don't distance, make people stand on circles and between lines. Yeah, we've seen that. Make people stand outside and wait in queues. Uh, sanitation stations in every shop. Yeah, you have to stand in line for this and then clean, you know, Get shit, shit on your hand with like phthalates in it and rub it in. <clears throat> and finally, enforcing trivial demands. Develop habit of compliance. Demand uh, Demands are uh, illogical and contradictory. Rules on compliance may change. Reinforce, uh, reinforces who is in control. Yeah, so listen to us. It might change from day to day. You don't know what's going on. Wear masks. Don't wear masks. A mask helps. Mask doesn't help. Uh, yes, you should, you can stay inside. Yes, you can meet people. No, you can't. You you should you can't go outside because that's bad. Uh, you should be outside because vitamin D. This is ping pong game that they play with you, right? And that's designed intentionally to create kind of a sense of helplessness that you don't. Well, what the hell am I supposed to do? What's the other thing yesterday? Which says yes, we know best. We are the authority. Just listen to us because it could change it at, at a dime's notice, right? Uh, so anyway, under COVID nineteen. Enforcing trivial demands. It says family members must stand apart. Masks in home and even when having sex. Yeah, that's true. We've seen that. Those recommendations. Random limits on people allowed to uh, to be together. Sanitizers to be used over and over day. Uh, over in a day. Yeah, over and over. So that's fascinating, right? It's like, okay, <clears throat> what an overlap. Uh, so shout out to uh, to Rance uh, and, uh, and Rage there. I guess Rage dug it up there. But uh, I've seen both you guys talking about this. Uh, of the coercive methods 
for eliciting individual compliance from the Biden report. Absolutely crazy, right? Um, okay, let me do a couple of these here. Then we got to move on. I have a lot more to cover. I, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to get to it all uh, today, ladies and gentlemen. I had some stuff on the election. We'll cover a little bit on that, and then we'll have to, I think, wrap up after that. But yeah, so um, Beast of Steel with Diamond says, I became a worse person, unfortunately, since, co uh, since COVID scam. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think a lot of people have become worse people. Um, Fed Kaczynski with the diamond says if they alter our DNA, they could claim ownership. Yeah, someone said it earlier too. It's a trademark, not copyright, which I guess is the technical term. They could trademark you. They could. Tra I mean, who knows at this point how far they would go? Oh, it turns out you have this uh, copyrighted uh, genetic code in you, and so you have to pay a license fee to be alive. <laughs> it's like how about that? Uh, Alex Tremo del Norte with the diamond says secure the bubble. The bubble realm, uh, yeah, the, the, I guess the, instead of Leben's realm, it's bubble realm. Secure the realm, <laughs> secure the bubble realm, that's funny. <clears throat> yep, you gotta do it. Um, okay, so let me go, oh, and this one too, regarding bubbles, check out this clip here, this is hilarious. Uh, Battle Beagle said here, imagine sending this video to yourself in 2019 without context. Check this out. Um as you exhale and shift up and back into that downward facing dog shape. Beautiful job, you guys. Bring your big toes to touch the back of your mat. Yeah, big toes to touch. You got it. Inhale, send your right leg up and back. So three-legged dog shape. So just inhale as you exhale and shift up and back into that downward facing dog shape. Beautiful job, you guys. Bring your big toes to touch the back of your mat. Yeah, big toes to touch. You got it. Inhale, send your right leg up and back. So three-legged dog. This is like, isn't this like Zardos or something? Like, what did, what did it remind you guys of? It, it reminds me of, yeah, Zardos or something like, it's just complete insanity. I mean, it was like, this was a joke, right? You live in a bubble or like get in the pod and shit like that. And now it's like, <laughs> it's just like business as usual now. Um, and that's not, it was somewhere in, in America. It kind of looked like a, like a UK uh, gulag uh, residential area in the background there. But I guess, I, I guess they're... They're heading down that path now, too. All right, so let's let's go over and cover a little bit on the election here uh, real quick. So basically, Joe Biden is getting um, uh, bullshit for his cabinet. Two interesting stories about this real quick here. Uh, Battle Biga says here, no refunds, right, regarding your, uh, bu your buyer's remorse here, your voting remorse for Joe Biden. Let me open this in a new uh, window instead, because, again, it's, I hate that Twitter does that, right? Uh, Joe Biden, your cabinet is too white. Seriously, we haven't done enough. Do better. Joe Biden, are you going to have any Negroes in your cabinet? I'm quoting. That stage is looking real white. And we won you this election, sir. Gordon Payward says here. Freedom to be. Says stop looking for unambiguously black women. Your cabinet is too white. Joe Biden is filing his cabinet with old white swamp men. It will be the same stale piss poor leadership of uh, 00 to 16. 2000 to 2016. What happened to the black women who stomped for you to get elected? Ambassador, is that it? More white men in the cabinet ready to ignore the work organizers have done to gain equality for black people. Thanks, Kamala. And finally here, uh, Ambassador John Bolton is a prime example of why Joe Biden's, Joe Biden's cabinet doesn't excite me. I'm not, I'm not excited about John Bolton, though, let me tell you. <laughs> but of course, it's like the same old neocon war hawks are now being lined up here for Biden, right? Um, it will basically did this again, the far left and the commies, 
have have se have selected and lined up for like a ton of shit more of you know wars in the Middle East. <clears throat> Probably Iran. Now I saw some crazy shit that Trump was like contemplating a strike on Iran and Israel was preparing for that. I mean, if he, if he does that, like all all bets are off. Like I, I just if he does that, that's crazy. Now Trump was was criticized by the neocon establishment and even by the very gung ho. Uh, war-prone uh, Israeli lobbyists, who of course are, are pushing for uh, you know for for American policy to go in their direction direction in their favor, were complaining on Trump, saying he didn't start a new war for us. This is this is a horrible uh, horrible time. And despite the fact that it, you have Trumpites in Israel and all this kind of stuff, and and despite how gung ho he was on, on on Israel and all that stuff, he didn't deliver on this front, right? But Joe Biden will. That's what's so interesting about this. <clears throat> but another group, of course, it was thrilled about Biden's cabinet's picks. <clears throat> it's not just because it's white men, of course, <laughs> on there. <clears throat> but uh, uh, Haaretz was reporting and saying, competence and experience. U.S. Jewish groups thrilled by Biden's cabinet picks. Having Jewish men and women in prominent government positions is so standard that it's barely even a talking point, community leaders tell Haaretz. The fact that some president-elect, or that some of president-elect Joe Biden's top cabinet picks are Jewish should be a source of pride for the community, especially because such appointments aren't considered remarkable anymore. <laughs> How about that? Say American Jewish leaders. These people are being chosen because they're incredibly competent, because they're incredibly talented, because there is, and then pay for the paywall for Haaretz, which I won't do. But uh, you get the idea. So basically, some people are very happy <clears throat> that it's just uh, uh, all their people on on uh, on the cabinet and then the other side to that can go on and say that it's too white so which one which one is it again can we get clarity in that well while you think about that uh, conundrum let's listen to this little clip here from uh, alexa how uh, she i guess it is is uh is answering an interesting question alexa do the elders of zion control the world here's something i found on the web According to poorwatch.org, the protocols of the elders of Zion, the swindlers of Zion, have revealed their schemes to subjugate the nations and gain control of the world. Alexa, do the Fasc elders of that's Zion control the world? That's fascinating, right? So, of course, what this is, in blatant terms, is a call for censorship. <laughs> because it basically, well, Alexa just found something on the internet and, and Alexa is reading it. That's bad. We have to control it. We can't let this happen, right? We need to be only verified information, only approved by the people who have a clear agenda. Uh, but it's kind of funny when these slip slip ups happen, though, right? Uh, all right. So let's look at this here. I wanted to play this, and we'll cover some of these uh, things here with the election and the Pennsylvania um, hearing that we had today too, as as one of the last topics here, because otherwise it'll just be too too long. But here's interesting: Fareed Zakaria on CNN. Uh, was actually talking about how there's still a chance, a path towards victory for Trump. Now, I admit they're definitely closing. They're definitely getting smaller, but it's not impossible, right? It could be a miracle last thing that he pulls off here. But uh, listen to what Farid said about this here. That are legal and constitutional that could enable Trump to stay in office without actually winning the vote. The system of electing the president is complicated because it was not designed to be directly democratic. 
the Constitution calls for states to choose the presidential electors who in turn gather to vote for the president. Over time, states have passed laws that ensured their state's popular vote for the presidency would determine the electors. But those are laws, not a constitutional obligation. Now, imagine the scenario during election week. Trump is leading on November 3rd, but Joe Biden pulls ahead in the days following. Republicans file objections to tens of thousands of mail-in ballots. Democrats file countersuits, taking account of the confusion. Legislators decide to choose the electors themselves. Here's the worry. Of the nine swing states, eight have Republican legislatures. If one or more decide that balloting is chaotic and marred by irregularities, they could send what they regard as the legitimate slate of electors, which would be Republican. Democrats may object and file lawsuits. In some of those states, Democratic governors or secretaries of state could send their own slates of electors to Washington. That would add to the confusion, but that might well be part of the Republican plan. Because you see, when Congress convenes on January 6th to tally the electors' votes, there would be challenges to the legitimacy of some electors. It's possible congressional Republicans could decide that disputed states should simply not be counted. Suppose in this scenario, Michigan's votes are invalidated. That would ensure that neither candidate would get to 270 electoral votes. At that point, the Constitution clearly directs that the House of Representatives vote to determine the presidential election. But it does so with each state casting a single ballot. If the current numbers hold, there would be 26 state delegations that are Republican and 23 Democratic with one tied. So the outcome would be to re-elect Donald Trump. Trump doesn't need to do anything other than to simply accept this outcome, which is constitutional. So let's do this. A couple more clips I want to show here, and then we're going to wrap up. We've gone over, way over time already here. Uh, but thank you for being patient. Uh, thank you for watching, everybody. I do appreciate it. Uh, let me do this then. So we saw that clip here by uh, Fareed Zakari, who kind of outlaid, uh, outlined you know, one possible way that he can still actually win. Uh, so there's a couple of things here from the event then. Let me pull that up real quick. Uh, right Side Broadcasting covered it. Here's some of the footage from the event, right? It says Pennsylvania, a Senate election hearing. Uh, it was Trump's legal team that presented a couple of things. Uh, Archman said, sad to see how few media outlets here to cover this hearing in Pennsylvania. This hearing is where witnesses are detailing multiple accounts of election fraud. Our media is a complete joke. This is why RSBN Network exists. So that's the lineup of that. That's the media's little allocated space there, right? And so basically, no, basically no one showed up, right? <laughs> big, big surprise. Uh, but we just take a look at a couple of outtakes. Oh, this happened too. Let me show you this. Uh, Pennsylvania judge blocks state from certifying election results in presidential and all other races. This is, uh, I guess, according to the Epoch Times. Uh, but there are a couple of other clips here. And they said, they said, well, we've got all the forensic records and so forth. We just learned two days ago that virtually all chain of custody logs, records, yellow sheets, everything was gone. All forensic evidence, all custody sheets in Delaware County are gone. They had a signing party where they sat down and, and poll workers were invited back to recreate those logs. And our understanding as of today was that they were unsuccessful in getting them all. So we have a situation where we have 100,000 ballots to 120,000 ballots, both mail-in and USB, they're in question.
Now, there's no cure for this. There's no remedy for this. As a home, as a home charter, we, can, we could have a re-election in Delaware County for our own representatives within our own town. But there is no cure for that for the President of the United States. And they said, they said, well, we've got all the forensic records and so forth. We just learned two days ago that virtually all chain of custody logs, records, yellow sheets, everything was gone. All forensic evidence, all custody sheets in Delaware County are gone. They had a signing party where they sat down and, and poll workers were invited back to recreate those logs. And our understanding as of today was that they were unsuccessful in getting them all. So we have a situation where we have 100,000 ballots to 120,000 ballots, both mail-in and USB, that are in question. Now, there's no cure for this. There's no remedy for this. As a home, as a home charter, we, can, we could have a re-election in Delaware County for our own representatives within our own town. But there is no cure for that for the President of the United States. Isn't that incredible? And I have a couple of these other... Uh, clips here too. We'll play a couple of more and then we'll start wrapping up here. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. Normally you would expect to see a smooth curve going up, not any, uh, not any big, big spikes. Uh, that's kind of what, uh, what Greg was talking about, the, the anomalies of loading and uh, uploading those, uh, those votes. So that big spike that uh, occurs there is a prime indicator of fraudulent voting. And that's 604,000 votes? In 90 minutes, is that right? Correct. This is uh, 300 and, uh, 337 votes, 337,000 votes in that, uh, at, in that, in that at, period of time. Yes. And when you look at this entire curve with all these spikes, can you calculate how, how, how much of a vote that accounted for for Biden and how much for Trump? Close to 600,000. I think our, our figures were about 570-some-odd thousand that uh, all those spikes represent over time. For Biden? Correct. And how much for Trump? Uh, I think it was a little over 3,200. <laughs> 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 so 600,000 <laughs> votes for Biden or so, and then 3,200 for Trump. So completely, uh, completely reasonable, right? Totally. The point is, boys and girls, is that we have a lot of election fraud going on. In, in 2016, they were super concerned with this. Uh, but in 2020, of course, then it went their way. So then it's completely fine, right? So then we could, now it's, a, now it was, uh, uh, you know, now it's not a problem. Back in 2016, it actually was a problem, right? Wired, hacked or not, audit this election and all future ones. One of the headlines. Um, another one from, I think this is, uh, well, intelligence, or isn't that part of like independence? sub outlet or something i forget who they're under but there's a it's a bigger maybe it's new york new not new york post it's new york mag i think it is or something that has this uh experts urge clinton campaign to challenge election results in three swing states interesting so then they wanted to change things right here's ap expert georgia election server showed signs of tampering okay interesting and then the last one here from NBC, the 2016 presidential election roller coaster is not yet over. Experts think voter machines may have been hacked. So you get <laughs> you get the drift. Uh, then it was an issue. Now it's totally fine. Don't worry about it whatsoever, right? So so we'll see. We'll follow up on that. Now I have a whole segment. Uh, we have to save that. Maybe we'll do that Friday about how basically Asians are now uh, uh, deemed white. Uh, Asians are the new white people, and so we'll do a segment on that, guys. Uh, probably Friday. 
We're going to be back with much more then. I better wrap up here. It's getting late. But I do appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Always good having you with us. We have uh, much more to cover coming Friday here. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's great having you all here. Hope you uh, have a good time with your family, with your friends, whatever you decide to do. Uh, resist and uh, object and uh, just put your foot down. Uh, just do what you need to do, right? Um, spend it with the family. And again, if it's older people, Take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Uh, I totally get that. But at the same time, might be the last time you see them. So don't you want to see them? Uh, you know how that goes, right? Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, back Friday, Flashback Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Central European time on DLive.tv, Foresight Red Ice TV. We have Luckiest Followers. Ninja Warrior is number one. That's Mr. Noseberg. And then we have Karav Kake. I think, I think that's how I pronounce your name. Number two. William Shear is number three, Boss Chad number four, and Stickle, I believe it is, is number five. Thank you to you. Thank you to everyone donating today. And we do have a couple of uh, other videos with Lana coming up as well. So we'll edit those. We'll uh, piece those together. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's it, boys and girls. Thank you again for joining us. Really appreciate it. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you guys on Friday. Until then, take care, stay strong, keep fighting, and we'll see you guys again. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.